everybody. Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. I am indeed your host of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Good evening. Welcome in. Boy, we got a fun one for you tonight. And it is indeed night, late in the evening. My apologies. <laughs> uh, I bet the West Coast is loving it, Bubba Joe. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome in. Appreciate you. Who is hanging out with us here tonight? Who is here? And who is ready to meet our newest community manager, our new Scopely staffer who stops by our studio here this evening? Let's see who is in our audience anxiously awaiting his arrival. Scalyback is going to kick us off on a talking, uh, talking track server sound off on server 193. What's up? Commander Taylor, the server where everything is an echo, 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 echo. Server oh, 192. Uh, he wrote it. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's a, he wrote it. When you have a large okay. empty space and you shout really loud, then you get an echo. <laughs> All right. That's the definition of server 192. I mean, it's just... <laughs> throwing that out there. B for the gods, server 17, what's up? Ivana Vano, 136, Grumpy Old Data Chief on 27, Yusuke, server 44, Archangel Sito on 15, Thank You Noon Whistle on 29, Gator on 28, Jay Berg on server 32, Chaos on 26, uh, DJ Gurr on server 8, IJ, Think Stinks, Think Stinks on server 15. Thank you. Sub Commander, 32, Albil, 38, Tabby Moza, 20. Game Junior, server 30. What's up, Silent Killers on 31. Raj Al Ghul on server 138. Jazzmeister on 166 and 167. Thank you. Uh, Bernard on server 28. I Beglin on server 32. King Shadow on server 74. Thank you. What's up, Shady Pines? 27 and 29. Quab on 22 and 80. Castillo on server 40. What's up, K21? General Chaos on 187. Distressed Alien on server 60. Welch on 63. Nathan, 61. And here for the DJs goes 12 hours episode. Let's go. He writes. Let's go. K92 on server 57. Boaz on 14 and 77 additional messages. Good evening to you one and all. Thank you to the 244 people packing our studio audience here this evening. Appreciate the thousands and thousands more listening in podcast form wherever you may be. Be it uh, from your car, be it on the treadmill, be it in the gym, be it uh, while you're cooking, right? Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, we can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, while you're Amazon. Changing a giant tire. Uh, while you're changing a giant tire, that's a thing over in New Zealand. T Y R E, a tier. While you're changing a big tier. <laughs> Podbean, uh, iTunes, uh, what else? Google Podcast and Spotify, Pandora, and golly, so many more, Bubba Joe. We are heard around the world by tens of thousands of people every single week, and we appreciate you. You guys are the best. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, I am your host, Ultimate DJs. My friend and partner, Bubba Joe, is here tonight from Server 24. How are you, sir? Good evening. I'm doing pretty good. Good. Uh, you. Hey, hey what did you have for dinner? Uh, nothing. I haven't eaten yet. It was a crazy day at work. And I came straight home. I did, in fact, pop a nice ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Zero. 
I don't think they actually call it Coca-Cola Zero. It's just Coke Zero. But it's delicious, and I will be happy to accept your endorsement. Uh, See, not only did I, they I was, drop the sugar, but they dropped the coca. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they dropped all the cocaine and the sugar. All right, so that's really there's really just nothing here. Um, but I, I, uh, you know. I just figured with the pre-show music, maybe you had tacos or no. burritos no. or you something. No, okay, no, no time, no time. Had to get here and get to you guys. As a matter of fact, I told Bubba my goal was to try to get on the air by nine o'clock. It didn't happen. Here we are at nine forty-three p.m. Uh, so. Uh, although arguably you could say that we've been on for about six minutes already. So, but yeah, no, it just, it didn't, it didn't work out. It just, a, a, I told you guys, I warned you it was going to be a late day. I'm working bell to bell. My partner is, is off again today. He's off again tomorrow. Bubba Joe, this guy gets so much time off. I mean, like, seriously, I need to hook up with his, plan. which is why I said you should have taken Monday. I you like, to- you still weren't feeling very good. No. Yeah. And I went, I did. I was a good, I was a good little soldier. I went to work. I, um, but seriously, like I need to investigate this, this time off plan for real. Yeah. All right. Like, but you know what I'm seeing in the chat? DJ? Mm, what? What are you seeing in the chat? I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing, I have a lot of fans from last night's Twitch. <laughs> We're going to talk about it tonight. <laughs> Bubba did, Bubba told me, he's like, I don't want to bring it back up. And I said, oh, but we have to. Absolutely. I mean, really, truthfully, only a few hundred people saw the Twitch. We must make it available to thousands and thousands more, Bubba Joe. Your opinion <laughs> matters. All right? You have so often, I mean, listen, if we want to be super fair about it, so often I have been told by the community that you represent them in a way better than I do. And, and it's really, it's very true. I'll tell you why. I love the PvP. I love the more uh, interactive part or the more maybe the aggressive gameplay part of this game. And, and you don't, <laughs> you know, so you you are a voice of reason. The yin to my yang, the representation to the PvE community. And um, so I believe that your opinion on this event will be massively appreciated. <laughs> That wasn't the impression from last night. <laughs> a lot of people said it's very rare that they disagree with you, but but last night might have been one. We will bring it to light. I promise. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, maybe we we probably will. Maybe. Um, it, I- I mean, this could be the stupid news. <laughs> Listen, I, I tell you what I'll do. I will bring yours up right after I get done talking about how great Turf Wars was. All right? That way we can both be jerks tonight. Okay? That's right. That's right. Everyone can hate everything about Listen, this show. Listen, everything, can ha- everything about this show you listening. can hate. Okay? Uh, absolutely. And, and wasn't it so ironic I'll toss in an that, inappropriate joke. <laughs> yeah, Karkin will be here for comic relief. So ironic, and wasn't it so ironic that we were just talking about that a few hours earlier on Twitch? <laughs> what? Hey, how about a how about a turf wars uh, eight day mining event? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Later, we end up with the turf wars pop mm-hmm. up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so super super exciting uh, stuff tonight. You guys, listen. If you didn't hate the show before, you're gonna hate it now. Uh, and and just to make sure that you do, it's time for your stupid news. Stupid <laughs> yeah, news. yeah, baby. <laughs> I can only hope. Ravager says, Bubba Joe. 
keep this up and Elon's gonna buy this show too. Let, I, we are so for sale, okay? Like, guys, let me just let me just put this out there, okay? Elon, I use Starlink and I love it. All right, and I would be super happy to accept your dollar bills. Many, many, many of them. Okay, I'll do it. Promise. No strings attached. I'll, you want free speech? I will say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> listen, I don't listen. This show, this show doesn't even need to be. Uh, this show doesn't need to be sold for forty-four billion. I, I'd take half that. <laughs> I'd take half, Bubba Joe. It's fine. I'll sell on the cheap. Okay. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. All right. Stupid news time. A new report claims that Facebook is in hot water yet again, Bubba Joe. When inquired about, when uh, when asked what it does with your personal and private data, Facebook responds with, yeah, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. A new report claims that Facebook really does not know what it does with your data or where it goes when they have a true story. When they were actually asked about this, uh, the response they got was like just a, a stamp. It just said, it's complicated. <laughs> I get it. That was a Facebook joke. I like it. Uh, Taco Bell is in the news and releasing a luggage collection inspired by its food. That might have been the music for tonight. That, is that where it was? Because I'm going to go buy a new suitcase. Uh, finally, a luggage collection for people who are going nowhere. <laughs> it's a Taco Bell luggage collection. The new bags come in the colors of your favorite Taco Bell hot sauces, allowing you to show the world how much you love Taco Bell, Bubba Joe, and how likely you are to be snatched up by the government as the next major source of natural gas. That's what's happening if you buy new Taco Bell luggage. Uh, yeah, saucy stuff, says Looter. I like it. Thank you. Um, so, listen, Elon has taken the world by surprise, or maybe not. The, uh, the world is abuzz about his acquisition of Twitter. And it seems not everybody is excited about it, Bubba Joe. Elizabeth Warren is in the news and wants to, uh, to have the government block the Twitter sale. Uh, all Listen, all I can offer from a business standpoint is don't buy a used car from Elizabeth Warren. She sold my buddy a red Jeep Cherokee, ran the Carfax, turned out to be a white Suburban. Just saying, can't always judge book by its cover. Okay, you got to do your deep dive there, folks. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That, come on, that was actually really good. Come on, red Jeep Cherokee, got a white Suburban. Come on, <laughs> that was that was the best one of the night, Bubba. Jeez. Uh, all right, food technology company here. I'll, I'll dumb it down for you. A food technology company has announced plans to sell lab-grown tiger steaks. Yeah, I don't even know where you go. For with this, Bubba Joe. They're going to sell lab-grown tiger steaks. And from what I hear, they're great. <laughs> the company grows its meats. Thank you. <laughs> the company grows its meats by DNA cloning, Bubba, using tissues from wild animals. The hard part is, is actually getting them to blow their nose in those tissues. That's what, what I hear. Uh, that's, that's what they're struggling with. President Trump says that even if he is allowed back on Elon's Twitter, he's not going to rejoin. Uh, then again, like, you know, time will tell. That's exactly what Chris Christie said hundreds of times about his local Hagen dazs and we see him there. 
see him there every now and then. Uh, a new anti-procrastination cafe has opened in Japan. Bubba Joe. This is fantastic. Anti-procrastination cafe uh, in Japan, staffed by people who will nag you until your work is done. All right? That's right. You go in there. You want to get something done? They're just going to beat you up. Beat you up until your work is complete. Or you could just save money and do it from your mom's house. That's possible, too. All right? My, my mom would spend many, many hours making sure that I accomplished my tasks. That's right. Um, oh, this, this is a controversial story, Bubba Joe. I almost thought that I wouldn't read it, but then I thought... You know, there's a lot that I could do with this, all right? So there is uh, a religious institution, the Satanic Temple, Bubba Joe. They are suing the Pennsylvania, uh, a Pennsylvania public school system after its school board voted against the introduction of an after-school Satan club last week. The school board said no, now they're suing. Parents at the school district uh, say they're incredibly annoyed, mainly because if they, if they really wanted their kids to learn about hell, they just take them to New York City. That's what they say. Listen, this is an opt-in program, okay? They're like, we can control it ourselves. <laughs> uh, let's see. They say they come to Jersey. Uh, yeah, they could. New York might be better. Uh, Emmanuel Macron. Am I saying that name correctly? Uh, he has won five more years as France's president after a convincing victory over rival... Oh, I'm going to try. Marine Le Pen. Did I say that right? Because I'm pretty sure it's not Marine. Marine. Is it Marine? No. Did I say it wrong? All right. Over his rival. That's just where we're going to leave it, Bubba Joe. As an American, I'm happy for him, I guess. I, I think the most shocking thing about the French election is somehow they managed to count all the votes in one day, Bubba Joe. <laughs> that, that they did. Every single one. It was done. Okay. They had the results in a few hours. Just saying. Yo, American. Americans, you, you can learn a thing or two. Okay, you make fun of the French, but they know how to count. Just throwing that out there. A Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> this is bad, too. Oh, Bubba Joe, we should stop while we're ahead. All right, I'll, I'll finish with this one. A Red Bull air stunt went wrong this weekend when an empty airplane spiraled out of control and crashed into the ground, Bubba Joe, making this the most exciting and high-profile crash and burn since CNN Plus. Boom! Uh -oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. That was wonderful. That was good. Thank you. I, finishing I, uh, <laughs> finishing on a high note right there. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. All right. Uh, good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. We got a lot to get to tonight. Thank you, Louis P. He liked that one. Uh, we got a lot to get to tonight. Community manager Echo will be stopping by here in, in just a little bit. As a matter of fact, I do believe he might be waiting in our green room, Bubba Joe. So we're going to try to hop over there in just a couple of minutes. A couple of announcements that I want to make very quickly about what we're doing tonight. Today would traditionally be the grading of the, of the ARC, and we are still going to do that. But we had a very special event this week. We had a new community manager introduced to the community and an opportunity to grab him for a couple of minutes just to kind of introduce him to you guys. All right, we wanted to, to come in. And, and I will say, all right, and, and this was part of the deal, Bubba, 
there will not be a, a ton of, of hard-hitting game questions tonight. He's still getting his feet under him. And what I wanted to do tonight was to introduce him to you. I want you guys to get to know him, the person, the player, the CM, uh, and, and just kind of get to know their personality a little bit and, uh, and become familiar with your new player representative uh, in the community, in the official Discord. And here he is in this Discord uh, so I'm really, really excited uh, about being able to to talk with him tonight. But if you're expecting me to grill him on uh, on events, I'm not doing that tonight, Bubba Joe. Not yet. We want to make sure he feels nice and warm and fuzzy about this place before we club him over the head. Okay. Uh, so that is what we're uh, what we're going to be doing tonight. And uh, I do have a couple very, very difficult questions for him towards the end of our interview segment. That's right, Herc. We got to get him comfortable first and and then sucker him into uh, into answering questions he doesn't want to answer. That's how it works here, okay? Uh, but we will be uh, meeting up with him here, it looks like in about three to four minutes, Bubba Joe. So while we are waiting, I would like to uh, just do a couple of uh, other announcements real quick. Uh, grading of the ARC is coming up after our first segment. We do have a hint for you tonight. I'm pretty excited about that. I did kind of provide a quasi-hint last night on our Twitch channel, so if you haven't had a chance to watch that, uh, I'd encourage you to, to uh, go and check that out. We have started uh, working on a new platform here, folks, and we haven't talked a great deal about it here on the podcast, but I would like to officially welcome and invite you guys all to our Twitch channel, and that is twitch.tv slash ultimate djs one thing that i have noticed bubba joe is that many 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 people cannot spell my name all right so i'm just in case anybody was curious there's no there's no e uh (laughs) i argue that i was 16 years old when i made that screen name and so what if i couldn't spell all right now i know that there is no e in ultimate that is a fact i'm just kidding I mean, really, when you sound it out, there's not supposed to be an E there. Otherwise, it would be ultimate, and that would be kind of weird. But anyway, nonetheless, there's no E. It's just ultimate, no E, then DJZ. So twitch.tv slash ultimate DJs with no E. Uh, you guys can uh, can find that there. But we do have links uh, in here uh, in our Discord. Plus, I believe we have successfully launched a landing page, which is ultimatedjsplays.com. The problem with that is, is that it also has a uh, does not have an e. <laughs> so when people are searching for it, they're not finding it. Uh, funny story, all right. Funny story. If somebody just you know on accident did go to ultimate with an e djsplays.com, and that's with a z by the way. Oh, it's not working yet. Okay, well never mind. I bought that domain. <laughs> I did buy it, the one with the E, just to forward it, you know, just, to, you know, in case. But it doesn't appear to be actually working yet. So, guys, uh, you can check that. It's got our Twitch link there. Um, and uh, thank you, Stevens Aaron, for the link. Appreciate that. No, that's not right either. My dear Lord, Stevens Aaron, there's a Z on the end. <laughs> Even our own moderators can't spell it, Bubba Joe. I should have thought about this, uh, truthfully, you know, all those 25, 7, 28 years ago when I created this. Uh, that said... Uh, we would like to invite you over there. It's been a lot of fun. We're still getting our feet under us, but we got a lot of stuff to do. Bubba Joe, bad news, though. 
Last night's Uh-oh. disconnection did not result in two different calendar days. They joined them together, oh. <laughs> so we still have two days to go. Uh, but but uh, in in just two more shows, which we might potentially do, uh, you know, maybe fifteen twenty minutes tonight or something. You know, just, just real quick, Bubba Joe, twenty minutes after the show, uh, just to to knock one more out. Uh, we we've got just a couple of days left to to hit our affiliate status. So I would like to invite you over there. We're going to be doing a lot of giveaways. I, I have found that I think that that's going to be a really fun space, Bubba Joe, for us to do some some fun giveaways and some and some goofiness with uh, with what we're going to be wanting to do on this show throughout the remainder of 2022 is that we plan on putting a lot of cash back out into the community. Um, and, and one of the first initiatives I'm going to launch right now. We talked about this a month ago when we were talking about the lockbox pack. And I said that I wanted to give a $100 pack to a true free-to-play. I wanted to give a $100 pack to somebody who got the $5 key this past month, Bubba Joe. Well, that has proven to be difficult, all right, because there's really no way that we can verify that, right? So what we are going to do is uh, is open up the, uh, the, the mailbag for you guys, all right? It is TalkingTrekSTFC at gmail.com, TalkingTrekSTFC at gmail.com, and we are now opening the mailbag, Bubba Joe, to your nominations, a friend of yours, an alliance mate, somebody who plays on your server, somebody who is truly free to play, Bubba Joe. Uh, we would like for you guys to nominate this player, this player who could really, really benefit, somebody who's super active and a great member of your team and always there to support everybody and could use a nice little shot in the arm, Bubba Joe. We are opening this contest right now and will be drawing a winner out of those email submissions uh, at the end of May. So we got basically 32 or 33 days and uh, rough. I don't know what the what the actual draw date is going to be, but we're opening the mailbag for you to nominate somebody that you believe would benefit greatly who is truly a free-to-play, somebody who had a $5 key this month, Bubba Joe. And we are going to buy them a $100 pack. All right? It can't be the lockbox. All right? So uh, we're just going to buy them a $100 pack if, if they even have it, Bubba Joe. There, there right. should be. There should be, even in a free-to-plays cash store, there should be uh, an opportunity to spend $100, all right? Hopefully, we can find that, and uh, we will buy that pack for that person, so hopefully that gets them a little bit closer to their uh, big lockbox payout, all right? So that's what's going to uh, that's what's gonna happen right there. So that's one giveaway that we're doing, Bubba Joe, uh, and we're going to be really pushing that hard on Twitch, plus a lot of battle passes and a lot more packs that we are going to be giving away on Twitch as we accomplish and hit some milestones over there. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, one other thing that I did uh, want to say is uh, we haven't done this for a while, Bubba Joe, but I am going to open it up. Um, and call on the support of the community. What we have discovered, Bubba Joe, is Twitch is a whole different animal. It is uh, something very, very new, and we have found ourselves in a position where the hardware that we've used here on this show for the last three years is not quite adequate 
for the type of content that we're trying to deliver on Twitch. So I, I'm never, this is never a super big thing for me. I, I don't, I'm not super comfortable just coming out and, and asking for stuff like this, but I've been told by dozens of people, Bubba Joe, if you ask, they will, they will answer. So I'm going to do it just, you know, just this once. And, and I'm going to see if, if you guys would be willing to help out. We have set a goal for all of the upgrades and all of the equipment that I would like to purchase to help us on Twitch, we are setting a goal of $6,000, and uh, I would like to invite you guys to participate in that if you would so choose. Uh, we are going to be using some of the gold patron money as that's been accumulating a little bit, uh, so we don't have to raise like, you know, an exact $6,000 or anything, Bubba, but it's going to be expensive to do what we want it to do. So uh, I will uh, ask you guys to do that. Steven's Aaron will grab our PayPal uh, uh, QR code and our PayPal me link. It'll throw into the graphics room. We also have a Venmo uh, a Venmo link that you guys could uh, use if you so choose. If you do PayPal, I would just ask that you change and click it over to friends and family since we're not going to use an automated portal, Bubba Joe then you have an opportunity to uh, reduce the fees and stuff like that. So uh, if you guys would feel so inclined, I'm going to go ahead and ask for that at this point. If you feel so inclined, feel like you want to help out the cause and, and want to see some cool and exciting stuff that we have planned on our Twitch channel, then it's going to be super exciting. And let's not pretend that it's not going to translate into other areas as well. We'll see some of this stuff translate into better quality production here on YouTube and and even within the podcast as well. So we're very excited, Bubba Joe. We just have a long journey in front of us to get done what we need to get done, and we're going to ask you guys for a little bit of help, all right? Dr. Juby says, uh, how much do I need to give right now to slap Bubba Joe? Listen, I will sell Bubba Joe slaps at the low, low price of $1,000, uh, and, and better, uh, all expenses will be paid by Bubba Joe himself. All right. Uh, Wait, so, what? <laughs> <laughs> King Eagle says sold. I like it very much. Tabby Moses says I'll buy two. This is going to be. Listen, now there's rules to the to the slap. Okay, it must indeed be open palmed and in the style of one Mr. Will Smith. Okay, it's going to have to be a complete surprise. Uh, as in, you're going to have to walk 48 feet to get up to him. And, uh, and, and act like you're laughing and having a good time and ready to give him a hug and then just haul off and slap him. Open, open, open palm. <laughs> slap him right across the face. Uh, and Bubba Joe will not only uh, take that and, and laugh about it and be graceful on the stage, but he will also pay for your flight to and fro. So <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, and we will video it, and we'll use the new equipment to broadcast that live on Twitch. Bubba Joe, you down? <laughs> yeah, you are. L.A. Ravager says I, I he would pay to give you a gentle caress. Okay. I mean, he'd probably appreciate that after he gets slapped like three, four more other times. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> I'll provide a, a bottle of aloe if, if that would help, you know, something to soothe the burn there a little bit. Um, I am now being told – see, guys, I am totally wasting time right here. I am now being told that the green room is ready, Bubba Joe. I am going to switch on in. Uh, see if I can do this oh, wait, without you, without messing up. You what? Stuck, yeah, you stuck Echo in a green room that wasn't ready. Uh, yeah, I mean the couch is kind of old and moldy, and I'm pretty sure Karkin already took all the red M and M's out of there. So there's oh. only, <laughs> there's only the brown ones left, and I'm not entirely sure that Stevens Aaron didn't go in and suck the chocolate off those. 
All right. So and, you and put, put back. Echo to work to make the green room ready for the next guest. Correct. That's not that, very nice. Absolutely. Dude. That's what happened. Yeah, there's, there's a nice jar of peanuts in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ignore the peanut uh, M&M wrappers in the trash can, okay? That means nothing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's hop on over into our green room if we can. Bubba Joe, I'm going to try to do that. I'll try to bring you over. Let me see. All right. I think, I think I'm in. Bubba, are you here? Do we have Bubba? There he is. There's my cute and lovable toy mouse. His name is Bubba Joe. <laughs> Hello, Bubba. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me here. Oh, this all sounds I've... so sweet and cuddly is what it sounds I know. like. I, I don't think I've ever been described as a mouse. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's the whole kitty cat thing. Uh, so let me let me do the introductions. Bubba Joe. This is Echo, the brand new Scopely community manager who has dove into the community literally headfirst, starting with this absolute craziness that happened on Monday. We, we will not talk about that today, Bubba Joe, okay? Because, you know, Monday's dead and gone. The event happened, all right? Uh, today, we actually just want to introduce Echo to the community, right? We will give him the hot seat questions a little bit later. But today, right now, we just want to make people fall in love with the the individual that is, in fact, Echo. Echo, I'd like to introduce you to my friend and co-host, Bubba Joe. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? I'm doing um, fantastic. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I was wondering if we were recording in live. But I'm going to assume that it's just yes from here on out. Liz, you, <laughs> there, are, there are very specific words that Bubba Joe has to speak to me. Those words are true to any journalist's heart, Bubba Joe, and they are, okay, we're off the record. All right. Any, <laughs> anything that happens that the, is not specifically stated, otherwise uh, it, we, are, we are on the record. So, yeah, here we are. And uh, we've got stuff to learn about you, right? First of all, yeah. welcome to welcome to the team. Welcome to Team Trek. Thank you very, very much. I mean, the craziest thing was you saying you're going to get people to love me, and that's going to be a first time for my life. So, <laughs> very exciting. Oh, listen, I did it for that. Bubba Joe, all right? If I could do it for Bubba Joe, and he's a whale, all right? If I could do it for Bubba Joe, then we can, we can do it for anybody, okay? I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, whales are lovable, gorgeous creatures. I'm just a nerd behind a keyboard, man. What are you? How are you going to spin that? Oh, I, I, listen, why use 10 words when we can use one? What is? Wait, no. Why use one word? Why use one word thank you, when thank 10 you. will do? See, I can't even get my own slogan right, on it, Bubba Joe. Uh, listen, we'll find a way, all right? If it takes six hours, Echo, we're going to find a way. First of all, uh, let me just start off, and I know Bubba's probably got a question or two for you, uh, but I just kind of want to start off with, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are brand new to Team yep. Scopely. You're brand new as a community manager here at Star Trek Fleet Command. You you made yourself available to us probably, gosh, what, about two weeks ago. You just popped in to developer chat, and we're getting to meet you and, and with the moderators and content creators. And right now, we're we're still in the get-to-know-you phase, and we've been talking a little bit about music, right, Bubba? We've been playing some of his, his yep. playlist picks on the show. We have. All right. Like definitely, definitely good music right there. Excellent taste oh, of music. Yeah, I remember we had a huge big discussion about music. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. We did. Yeah, the, past, the past few weeks have been like such a blur of different like introductions and conversations and meetings and all this stuff that like I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm like playlist and I like 
leave my Spotify up somewhere? Like, what happened? <laughs> well, no, now, you're right. Now we Poison know Bubba Joe. He hasn't been listening to the show, so now we know that he doesn't know we've been playing his song. It's okay. You've been busy, like you say. You've been very busy. Uh, let me first just get to know you a little bit. Uh, let the listeners know what we've been able to learn in the developer chat. Uh, first of all, where in the world are you from? And, and what brought you to Scopely? Yeah, all right. So background on me i'm currently in los angeles you know beautiful city of angels i've been here for about six years um i actually grew up in connecticut um i spent the first 24 years of my life out there and then a very good reason to come out to los angeles arose and that's what got me my sort of first job in gaming you know i've been working in gaming for about five years now community management for four um and so my past job, I was community manager and Scopely actually reached out to me. Um, I was very, you know, happy at my past job, uh, but it's like, you know, Scopely, you don't exactly, it's like one of, one of those companies that reach out to you, you just don't say no to an interview kind of thing. And we got to chatting and after all the time, I was really, really taken by Star Trek Fleet Command. And, you know, I've been lurking in the shadows of the community for quite some time now. So I was pretty taken with just how inclusive and passionate the Star Trek community as a whole is. Um, and I was really, really excited. And luckily they liked me enough to sort of uh, bring me onto the team and be a part of everything. And uh, now I'm here. Um, before gaming, I was a, I, I went to college. I was in the army for a little bit. And then right before I got into gaming, I was actually selling jewelry in a uh, casino. Oh, uh, wow. Like I'm real jewelry? Like real jewelry or was it like the fake stuff? Jewelry. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Like <laughs> engagement rings and stuff like that. I'm in a casino? A Is that a thing? No. What do you think people are going to do when they like, win big? They immediately get married? Not me. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, you, listen, oh. you, you tie down that person that just won big. Oh, my God. He so belongs well, with Scopely, Bubba. Like, this is the perfect shit. marriage. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> that's fantastic. So um, can you can you tell us? So you did uh, community for four years prior yep. to arriving in Culver City. What game did you come from? Can you tell us a little bit about your experience at your prior company? I mean, it was obviously big enough for you say Scopely to come to you. It must have been it must have been something massive, right? So generally community managers don't talk about the other games they worked on. Mm. And that's because when we come to a new game, it's basically like starting a brand new identity, right? Like you have a new online handle and all these things, because if you're like, oh yeah, I worked on X game and X game, like you just go to their social media and community channels and you can figure out who it is pretty quickly. So generally we don't talk about past work. And also why, why look at the past when we can just be focused on the present and the future uh. of Oh, I love Star that answer. Community. That was such corporate speaker. Right that there. was so you are, smooth. Yeah. Already dialed in. I mean, Dude, my God. Tell you something. Community manager Community today, management. president tomorrow. Watch out, Walter. He's coming. Okay? <gasps> Watch out. All right. Big, big executive. <laughs> no, but, Sweet A. He's coming. No, again, all honestly, it's, it's just generally something that um, we, we, we just focus on what we're working on now. And I'm sure that like people could 
figure it, figure it out at some point because I'll be getting more and more information about myself as I connect more with the community. But it's one of those things where I'll let people sort of investigate. Like, I'm pretty sure I know who this person is and where they came from. And it's nothing against anybody. Do you think people will figure that out? But given your style? Internet, oh, okay. It's true. The internet's a creepy, yeah, scary place. You can find out everything about anyone. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I can like talk to my significant other and they can figure out like the background of every single one of my coworkers, where they lived, and like you know what they ate at middle school for. All so. right, dude, that's a red flag. Just saying. Like, or, unless, yeah. or, <laughs> or she works for the CIA. Or. One or the other. <laughs> it's one of those two, right? It's a red flag, or she's a professional. Yeah, does it for a living. One, one or the other. Yeah. So. uh so <laughs> tell us what excites you about community management. Community management takes a special individual, and you seem to have a ton of energy. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? So, you know, a lot of people are like, they don't even know what I do for a job. Like, I'm a community manager. Like, so what does that even mean? Um, community management's been around for you know, probably like a couple of decades, whereas like when you're looking about like sales, there's been sales since we could sort of like you know have sharper rocks versus dull rocks um but the reason i got into community management is because i love video games um i've been playing for like as long as i can remember my like fondest memories go back to where i was six playing the sega Gen genesis i was playing road rush streets of rage um golden axe and also street fighter 2 ultra on my sega genesis um, oh, my fondest God. memories, Bubba. My fondest memory of <laughs> yeah. I just I just a, basically showed my age. He's a young pup. Sega uh, Genesis at age six. See, first I'm of a all, baby. First well, no, of all, I think we had it. <laughs> we had it before then. I just like wasn't interested in it until then. Oh. <laughs> Bubba Joe was like, I was thirty when the Genesis came out. <laughs> I remember. I I just lost all of my credibility. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this kid is, like, basically, like, old enough to be my son. You know what? You know, in, like... in fairness, though, it, it does speak credit to, to like, your background and your, and your diversity uh, because you like music that is from before you were born. You hear that, Rev? Do you hear it? Okay. <laughs> LaBouche is not an oldie. May maybe. Shania is not an oldie. Just throwing that out there. Um, so video games from a really, really early age. But obviously, yeah, like, you, you didn't know, like, hey, I'm going to go work for a video game company when you were six years old, right? No, absolutely not. Like, when, especially, like, growing up in a relatively smallish town on the East Coast in Connecticut, like, working in video games isn't even a thing, right? Like, you don't even think about it. And all of the credit to my parents, they never ever like shut down my love for gaming like my dad went out with me when the xbox 360 came out we found one walmart that wasn't doing pre-orders right because that thing was pre-ordered for like months and so we found one place that was first come first serve my dad got there at noon the day before it came out wow and we sat in line for like 15 hours and we were 24th in line and got one like Wow. My parents have always been super supportive. There was only one time, one time my mom said, like, what are you going to do with video games when you grow up? And to be fair, I was being a complete jerk that day. 
And that was the only Just thing that, that my mom said to me. Just oh, I mean, there was a lot leading up to that. I was not, I don't think anybody's easy when they're going in like high school and stuff like that. But no, my, my parents have been absolute superstars when it comes to supporting my love of gaming. So, and oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please continue. I was, I was going to follow up with that, but you know, please continue. I'd like to hear more about and your it, parents. Lay back on this couch. Oh, they're Again, awesome. No Hi, mom and dad, if you're listening. Uh, they totally are. It's just one of, <laughs> yes. I know. This is the biggest podcast on the planet. That's right. See, somebody oh, gets it. There's, there's nothing bigger. Somebody gets it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, when I came out to the West Coast, I was actually interviewing at a police department. I passed it through, written in the physical portion. And then I got the call that I was like, hey, do you want to come work in? I worked in customer support um, before I worked in community. And so I eventually was doing customer support and got asked if I wanted to do community and I moved from there. And the reason I like community so much and why it's such a good fit for me is because I've under, I've been playing games my whole life, right? Like I would like to think I have a pretty decent understanding of gaming culture and just gamers in general. Um, and the, the, Biggest thing that you can do as a community manager is trying to connect with your community, bridge, you know, that gap, make them, make everyone feel like they're connected with the game that they love so much, that there's open communication between the people making the game and the people working on the game and making sure the communication is flowing both ways, you know, make sure that our community is getting information from us about questions, but also that we're giving feedback and all of these different things that we're doing, you know, well and things that we're doing uh not so well um back so that we can make adjustments um that's that's why i think community is so cool you can really really feel like you're on like the life the pulse of any game that you're working on um and that's why i really really like it so much but i know that uh oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say bubba you're gonna have to pinch me to to keep me from seeking feedback from echo right now on monday's events all right please just hold me back I don't want to do it. Let's have a conversation about that at a later time. Okay, Before, okay, okay, okay. Let me give you my presidential speech on that. No, no, no. Well, no, no. We're not going to – we're not doing any presidential stuff on Monday right now. Um, But, you know, <laughs> you, you actually – you bring up um something that, that I have observed about this game, and I know Bubba has – and, and everybody who's listening to this podcast right now has experienced this with this game and this community, I believe, in a way, to a degree of scale, Bubba, correct me if I'm wrong, that is just mind-blowingly light years ahead of other games. When I'm referring to community, I'm talking about uh, exactly what he says, the way that the players have banded together, the passion that drives the game the the outrage because of the passion that is sometimes directed at the at the scopely and at the developers but because not because we we feel like the game is bad if the game was bad we would have all packed our bags and left the game is not ultimately bad there's just sometimes things that that we that we disagree on or whatever but then people get loud but it's it's from a place of love Right, it's from a place of passion. It's from a place of of desire and need for this game. And and people have said it, Bubba. The reason, one of the biggest reasons people are still in this game is because of the friendships and the relationships and the God, dare I say it, the family that has been developed 
because of the social interaction provided by this game. Uh, a lot of us have played games uh, from other companies, Bubba, uh, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's different. It's a different feel here. You know, whether that be good or bad, it's different here than it is with other games. So, Echo, let me ask you. You say we can't talk about uh, games that you have come from, but you've got four years under your belt, and you were sought after. They came to you. So you have done something with your community of the past that is on another scale. And and I would like to ask you what elements of community you say you've been lurking here for for a while. I, oh. I would assume weeks, months. You've been you've been keeping an eye out from afar. You've been watching from afar, peeping so through my bedroom window. Uh, you know, <laughs> no comment on that one, my good sir. <laughs> uh, no, um, when did we, we got introduced a couple of weeks ago, and I think that I was here for. I've been here for about a month like officially sign paper in the office, have my parking pass kind of thing. Um, but obviously when discussions were happening, I was playing game and looking at the community beforehand because it's one of those things where community is a very emotional, very visceral job, right? Like you're mm-hmm. interacting with people all day long. So it's one of those things where I wanted to see what the community was going to be like when I was in my interview process. So if I can follow up with that, which is not uh, not necessarily a hundred percent like straight off my list, but like what community were you watching? Like, was it was it on Facebook? Was it here uh, on official discord? Was it in with the content creators? Like what what aspects of community were you able to observe as you were preparing for this role? So I checked out all of the social media platforms. So Discord, or excuse me, not Discord, Discord's community. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I looked at Reddit and I was in the official Discord on my personal. Mm. Okay, so so you've been watching, you've been lurking there a little bit. I've been hanging out, I've been having a nice time. So so you have seen, um, let's say over the last 30 days then, Bubba, You've seen mm-hmm. this Discord. You've seen this community kind of reacting um, where there hasn't been a community manager, right? So you've been watching, you know, the, the community kind of, you know, standing on their own two feet here uh, without, without a presence like yours here uh, in the Discords and here being the public face of Scopely. So let me ask you, in, in, you know, previous experience as compared to what you've seen and now what you are prepared to do, as you say, moving forward, what elements of community are you wanting to bring to Star Trek Fleet Command that may not be present here on day one? Like, are, we, are you talking, like, are we going to do some goofy, fun stuff? Like, are we talking, like, games and, and you know, are you talking, like, you mentioned feedback? Are you talking polls where players can can influence and change the game are you talking uh you had mentioned feedback like what kinds of feedback and then this is a multi-part question you can answer it a b c d like what kinds of feedback are you taking back is it going to be event reiterative is it going to be you know hey these are features we want to see in the game in six months or these are officers that we want to have um and then kind of summing all of that up is is a question that bubba knows i love to ask is is just hype Right, I feel like for the last three years that I've done this, Scopely has never fully 
utilize the the tool or the weapon or or the whatever i'd be curious how you define hype what is your approach to hype and then you know like i said the games polls feedback what what is your vision i'm gonna sit back and shut up because i think this is going to be like a 20 minute answer echo what do you want to bring to this community so again i mentioned it a little bit earlier on um but the thing that i personally want to do and again i'm not saying anything about how it is currently or what's been in the past like i'm very new and i'm learning a ton every single day and i want to thank the stf community for being so welcoming and like i was basically like hey i'm new and i'm not a high ops level and everyone's like that's okay and so if i ask for like feedback on an issue they're like yeah this is what we're talking about and it's great like everybody in the discord was like hey be ready echo and we're gonna come get you with our pitchforks and we're gonna get you and i'm like everybody has been very very kind and constructive like i understand passion comes out in a lot of different ways that's never ever offended me i under like the day that people are not passionately speaking with me is the day that I feel like I had personally failed because I obviously did something wrong that this community doesn't feel like they want to speak with me or that I'm not being open enough with them, right? So, you know, the thing that I talked about earlier is just being the bridge and being that person that people can come and talk to and get answers and feel like their voice is being heard. Um, I, from a lot of past experience that I've had, you know, communities can feel really frustrated sometimes when they're on social media and they're on community channels like Discord and they're talking and they have no one to talk to. They feel like they're just sort of screaming into the void and nothing is being heard. And that can just make people who are like, I love this game. I want to see it do amazing, like you were saying, DJ. And I don't feel like I can make my feelings heard. And I want to be the one that understands those people and... You know, I can personally say that not only do I want everyone's voice in the Discord heard, I want the awesome people that I work to know what everybody is saying and feeling. Like, if somebody loves the Lower Decks arc, I want to be able to give that feedback to the people that I work with. Like, hey, like, they love this. Let's do more of it if we can. And, you know, as somebody who personally runs on, you know, backslaps and gold stickers... Uh, having the having the communication both ways of hey community members like we here's what's going on and why and then also on the other side like hey you know team this is what people are saying and great job or hey this is what the what the community is saying and how we might be able to improve stuff for the future is something that really really excites me and when we talk about like cool stuff that we're going to do like you know community events or experiences like that's all stuff I obviously want to do and I have a bit of experience doing it in my past positions I just don't want to guarantee and say all the cool things I'm working on because if some of it doesn't come to fruition then you know I might make some people upset and then (laughs) I I just want when something is talked about or announced it's a hundred percent set in stone i dj you tried to have me come on air for how long and i was like yep absolutely want to do it i need to get make sure that everything is good and in place and everything's okay and then i will confirm that i can come on 
It's true. Like you, you, you tried for like weeks to it, make, it was. make me get on here. It, literally, Bubba, I'm not even kidding you. The day, the day that he introduced himself in the developer chat was like a day before we were doing a show, and I was like, "Hey, let's go, let's go, let's introduce you." Like, let's get, come on, let's get on the ball here, yeah, I, right? Let's do it. I was excited. I wanted, I wanted a lot of the same things that you do, Echo. I wanted the community to know that that you're here i wanted the community to know that there is a community manager now because you know and we've talked about this a little bit in private i i feel like and and bubba i don't know maybe you can you can put words to this better than i can i really kind of feel like the community's been a little bit on their own here for the last several months like and and it's nobody's fault it's just unfortunate timing or whatever it just like when when echo says i want everybody to feel heard i want people to be able to come to me i want and not only from the community but i want scopely to have clear defined you know reports clear defined action items from the community that this is what's loved this is what's not loved and and then i guess on the flip side of that right echo like you can come back to the community and say hey guys totally cool we hear you all right, and here's what we're going to do differently next time, or or here's what we're going to do to fix it, or or this or that. Monday notwithstanding, uh, <laughs> he's still new, Baba. He's still. Uh, <laughs> I keep You're doing it. I know. I sick he's never oh, coming back. He's never coming back, Bubba Joe. Uh, no, but I I I use that as like an example. And, and you know what? I, I will say this one thing, Echo, because we weren't going to talk about that. But, but I will say this one thing, and I'm going to praise you on it. Bubba, did you happen to notice what happened on the official Discord Monday that hasn't happened in months? All right, whether you liked the answer or not, because I know that whatever, some people didn't. And I'm sure you're not just going to be able to go in, Echo, and just will your way around and say, okay, this is what I want done. Chop, 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 chop. All right, that's not going to happen. But you, what happened, Bubba, that people despite everything we're like oh my god that hasn't happened in months come on you gotta i didn't go i didn't go to the official discord but i would (laughs) guess it's the official announcement it was the flipping official announcements channel that that has cobwebs all over the door and the light bulbs were all busted out you probably had to send somebody into that room to kind of clean up and sweep around a little bit it's been forever since anybody walked into that room echo praise praise jess for being in, in the moderation team in the discord for being just absolute rock stars i mean i think everybody has seen it and i think that you can attest um bubba and dj of just how much the moderation for, team for the official discord cares about ah, just jess is a rock star jess is awesome jess is an absolute i mean she's a rock star there's no other word for her all right, but both in the game and and in real life too. You know the philanthropy she does. She's just a great human. She is a wonderful person. So uh, it was really really cool to see. I'm gonna guess that she that she egged you on, right? She encouraged you. She's like, hey, listen, let's let's try something. Let's back to basics. Here's your brand spanking new, very own, all yours, Echo official announcements channel, and you used it. And and I don't care if anybody liked or disliked. The, the message that came out of that, Bubba Joe, the fact that it was used was recognized. It was recognized by me. It was recognized by our Discord that, holy crap, it was used. And I think that's a really, really good thing. So I, I kind of want to just say, you know, I'm glad you're here. And thank you for, for being able to, 
to bring some energy and bring some passion and and get in front of the community i think i i think is is a good thing whether it be feedback or or some initiatives that you got or or bringing communication from the team i just think it's all i think it's really really good i i i know a lot of people might just think i have like you know young kid enthusiasm and energy right now um because i'm new and people are like i'll just wait six months and you won't feel you know anything like you know did you know that before you become a community manager that you actually lose your soul (laughs) i've i can't be i can't be affected i've heard i'm totally i'm totally i'm totally kidding (laughs) um i just backed myself into a corner oh geez no um the, the reason I'm so excited and I don't see it ever going away is I actually got – this is a little bit off the, the questions list, but this is just more fun, cool stuff. Um, I actually got to go to Mission Chicago, the Star Trek convention, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you were oh, telling me about that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got to go there to just learn about the Star Trek community and about the, the types of people that I'll be interacting with. And – I just remember clear as day, I was sitting on in on a panel, and somebody sits down next to me, and they whip out their phone and start playing Star Trek Fleet Command. And so I, you know, go, I, I, I talk to them about it. I, I didn't tell them who I was or anything like that, but they're like, yeah, this is the game. And, my, and going back to your original point, it's like, yeah, these alliance, you know, we're, we've been friends for years, and like, you know, we text each other, and, you know, we're family. And... Not only that, he was like, hey, what server do you play? Come to my server. You can join my alliance. And then as the panel was starting, two other people sit down next to him. And they didn't know each other. And they just, like, look at each other, instantly shake hands, and introduce each other by name. And, like, that's the type of community this is. The most inclusive, you know, um, George Takei was talking about Idic, You know, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And you see it everywhere. And that's why... It feels so good to be a part of this community. It's just the passion, the drive, the inclusivity of everybody is just, it's so cool to see. And if this is when people are upset and at their most passionate, this that we saw this past Monday, you know, I, I got a ton of great feedback from the community and I had a lot of great discussions and I'm just really looking forward to the future, basically. That's that's pretty powerful, man. Like, I'm kind of sitting here, Bubba. I don't know about you. I'm sitting here thinking, just picturing in my head, him at the Star Trek con, right? And Oh, yeah. And, and I would imagine, I would imagine that there are a lot of commanders that were there, right? I mean, this is one of the biggest Star Trek property games that, that exists. I would imagine that there were a lot of people there that played this game. I would imagine that there are commanders out there who met up at this convention. I mean, yeah, Bubba, we, they, we, I, we hear about it. Like people, you know, I've seen it on my server where people will get together and have beers. We'll, we'll go to a, to a, a barbecue together. We'll get a bunch of people and meet, you know, at, 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 at some place, you know, and, and get together and, and develop real relationships in life. I can only imagine how moving it must have been for you to to be stepping into a role with this company and with this game and then see in real life, not in a Discord, 
and not in a podcast and not on a video game screen, but to see in real life people actually making connections over this game. That had to have been... Like, I ain't going to lie, Bubba Joe. I might have just gotten, like, uh, you know, a goose pimple or two hearing him tell that story. It's kind of powerful, right? It, it was. It was absolutely fantastic. That was That's good to hear. I mean, I, I, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's nice to see conventions coming back. And, and, and I did see some people that went to this convention that were talking about uh, the, the Star Trek mythos. And, and that's what brings a lot of people to this game, right, is – is the ability to, uh, you know, joining with friends. That's why you stay. But the people, the reason that you identify with this game is all about the license. So that's actually absolutely fantastic to hear. Yeah, it the person cool. that uh, was I was sitting next to was actually talking about how he's going to be meeting up with some of his alliance members for the first time ever, ever in person. Ah, oh, that's cool. And you're you're talking about you know how it felt is like it's really exciting, but also it just sort of struck me as like I do not take this lightly. Like, this is a huge responsibility, you know? It's kind it's of a mantle, of right? It's amazing. It, it's amazing to be a part of, but it's it, it especially seeing it in person, it's like, it, it put it into a sort of reality. It's like that when, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't personally have kids, but from what I've heard, it's like, you know, when you hold that child for the first time, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> wow, this is amazing, Bubba, but... Listen, when, when you download Star Trek Fleet like... Command for the first time, all right, it's just yeah. like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, like, this is amazing, but, like, oh, my God, what am I What am I supposed to do? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make sure things go the right way? And, you know, I want to make sure that I can do my part in helping support Star Trek Fleet Command. That's and cool. so it's definitely something I'm excited to be about, but I understand how important this is to how many people. I, I know I know Bubba has a question real quick, and, and I just have to inject one in, kind of following up on that. Does it and, and and I don't mean to sound really dramatic. The community's probably thinking, okay, guys, it's a video game, but really look at it. It's really not. It's not. It's this is a lifestyle for a lot of us. All right, right, Bubba Joe. I mean, you spend mm-hmm. you spend ten to twelve hours a week with me you you know what i'm saying like this is a lifestyle for a lot I'm of us so sorry by the way Bubba. I mean, that must be so difficult i can only imagine i've been in the discord with him just talking yeah. via text for the past couple weeks i'm totally kidding so, yeah he's he's got jokes he's a guest here for the first time he's bringing the shade i like what are you it. gonna do you're gonna kick the guests off i know DJ? i like it this guy's great you're welcome here every day okay um just kind of following well, up on know, that he and makes- DJ, no, hang on. Let me. I gotta follow up with this joke. Please, DJ yeah. makes up for the ten to twelve hours a week be, by only giving me about five minutes notice when we're going to start. So you know, it all works out in the end. Listen, it, he's a I, man of passion. He's we gotta go. Passion. We gotta go now. Let's go. He's a man of extreme focus. That's right. Grab your go bag. It's go time, baby. Let's go. That's We've been right. prepping That's for right. this. We've been ready for this. This is what you've been training for. It's go time. <laughs> All right. Just give me flashbacks of basic <laughs> training, jeez. Podcast. <laughs> okay, we call it everybody. Good show. All right. Yeah. You know what? I- I've already. I had a really somber, really emotional question to ask you, Bubba. It's ruined. Okay. You go ahead. You go ahead. I- I've totally ruined the gravitas of my question. All right. It's done. It's toast. <laughs> All right. So, so echo. So, um. What is your uh, so I'm going to ask a kind of a, a, a long question and uh, and you can go anywhere you want with this. But 
Yeah. Uh, what is your, what, you know, part of uh, the community manager is obviously interacting with the community, but as we encounter upon what's going to be new, there's this discussion of hype and, and how, how do we, how do you plan or hope to use hype? Is it, is it useful? Is it the enemy of the community manager? Is it the enemy of, you know, is it, is it something that's useful? Uh, do you, what's the, what's the balance between teasers and tempering expectations? How do you, how do you bring all of that together in a cohesive mm, plan? That's good. That's a good one. So yeah, that is a good one. Hype is an amazing tool and also can be your worst enemy. Right, it's a very, very defined, a very sharp double-edged sword. I think that finding the right balance between teasers and like straight-up information is important, right? Because the, the two sides of things, right? Giving everybody the ability to look at something that isn't straightforward information to talk amongst themselves is really cool, right? You get to think about, oh, what did this mean? You know, it drives conversation between your alliance members, people you might not have ever met. It builds relationships. It it lets you be excited about the game that is more than a game for most of us. Like gaming, you know, as I've said, gaming has been around for my highest highs and my lowest lows. Games aren't just games anymore. I think we could all agree on that. So giving those types of experiences and those memories is really important. Um, But on the other hand, teasing and hype can lead to expectations that can be really frustrating if they're not delivered upon. You know, I think that as gamers and being in this space, we've seen a couple of games in, over the past couple of years that just didn't live up to their hype. And they had expectations that were through the roof. And when they weren't met, it made people feel really disappointed. So I personally like to try and make sure there's a healthy balance, right? You know, showing cool stuff that we're working on that might not be done yet, but also providing information so that everyone has a clear expectation of what they're getting in the future. I want to give everyone something to be excited about. But, you know, if somebody was like, oh, this means that we're going to have a VR experience now, I'd probably step in and be like, all right, like, that's that's not what we were going for with this. Like, I won't tell you what the answer is, but that is not the case. <laughs> I, well, find, I find I have to do that all the time, Bubba Joe. All right, like, I might say something, and Bubba's like, oh, that means, okay, Meridian A, everybody. Meridian A, get ready, it's coming. It's coming, that's what he said. All right, I feel like, I, I feel like that's a thing, right? I have to... Um, even when we do like our teasers and stuff, like, I feel like there is a, well, a balance, right. In, in telling can, too much. Can I, can I, can I use some examples if you don't mind? I'd like to expand upon this just a little okay, bit. So yeah, go. How dare so, you use great <laughs> examples to drive the point home? How could you? So, so prior to the next generation launching, uh, we got this scrambled communication thing that eventually decoded into the next generation theme song, right? And then everyone got excited about the next generation. And I think that tease in itself to say, let's get players start thinking about it. Let's get them to start talking about it. And there was a lot of speculation, but the delivery was you're going to get the next generation. And we got the next generation. Now, whether you liked the officers in the next generation that we got or the fact that you didn't have an Enterprise D that ever all the players could get. <laughs> he had to get that in there. That's to be debated. No, no, no. That, that's to be debated. But I think the tease of 
setting people up to try and figure out what's coming and then say, we're bringing you this property. I think that's an adequate tease as opposed to something that I think that there was a lot of negative feedback the first time that uh, a specific event ran that is still fairly controversial, um, Turf Wars, because what was hinted was big changes in territory that weren't necessarily realized. I mean, the obviously the event was fantastic, but players started getting these grandiose ideas of these massive changes that were coming and then were left disappointed, right? So whether you loved TNG or hated it, you delivered TNG, whereas if you hype up some massive change to something and then it's not a massive change, just like you were talking about, you end up with this this uh, defeated feeling of the players like, well, this isn't what I wanted at all or what I was hoping for. Right. And I think that, you know, I I like having those conversations of, oh, these are these awesome, grandiose features that we'd love to see in Star Trek Fleet Command. And just to, like add on to your point, Bubba, it's like I was a couple of weeks ago um, helping set up armadas for my alliance. And, you know, you got like, 30 ships all waiting for their turn to like be a part of this to get their cores right and you know you're talking real life people and i'm like looking at myself I'm like this is a mobile game like it's incredible to me and like as someone who's been playing mobile games and from the past it, it blows my mind just how much of an mmo connected experience stfc is um but I definitely, and then while I love having, circling back, while I love having those conversations, I definitely think it's, you know, my responsibility to sort of be like, okay, I think that we maybe were a little too subtle with this tease. Like, it's not that, guys. Um, or people, commanders, excuse me. Um, versus, you know, just letting the train sort of run off the tracks down Hype Alley. So, again, I think, like you were saying, there are some ways to really do it well and that are exciting that sort of give you an answer so you understand in other ways that can be taken too liberal liberally um so yeah just like you said i think there's a really really it's a hard balance you know it's really difficult to find that perfect spot and so i'm i'm really excited to try a bunch of different things and if something works that's fantastic i'm, a, I'm gonna be great to hear it if i really just drop the ball in it. I apologize in advance and please let me know so I can do my best to change things in the future. Whoa. Well, that, Whoa. I know, right? So, oh, so, so That's heavy. So can, can, I, I, I'm sorry, DJ. I know this is your, your shtick. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm really out. So are you hoping to release official teasers directly to the community or are you thinking of still using the community managers for most of this or not community right. managers, but content creators presidential answer i do not have <laughs> that information at this time um this is something that i'm actively thinking about and talking with others if i get any official information on that i'll be sure to let everybody know yeah that's what you get bubba that's what you that's get. That's fine. All nope, right, that's fine. Uh, I just no, but you know, I'll I'll follow up with this because we've only got a couple of minutes left. But I'll follow up with it's actually really kind of refreshing to hear that you have ideas, that you have plans regarding hype or teasers or or whatever it is that you've got up your sleeve because I find all that to be very very fun. I mean, we we have done that on our show 
uh, specifically right here between the arcs. As a matter of fact, here's a teaser for you, community. We've got a hint for you on today's show. All right. Scopely sanctioned and, and Echo approved. All right. We've got a hint towards the upcoming arc that will be coming to you later on in the show. So uh, stay tuned for that a little bit later. But we've done that, Bubba. We've done that for two years on this show. And what people uh, like and at the same time dislike about it, Echo, is that it is not a leak. It is incredibly cerebral most of the time. And as you said, it leads to conversation. And sometimes, and this is where Bubba Joe starts to feel that it could be dangerous, right? Bubba, this is what you were talking about earlier. Like, it starts to build. It, and it's, it's got a life of its own. The snowball starts to get larger and larger. It's just rolling down the hill. It turns into an avalanche based on a, a small, simple hint. But then the community starts running with it. Me personally, and I understand the danger of, of that snowball. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's so much good that can come from those conversations. Listen, it might not be what is coming in six days, Echo, but the right person like you or the right person like somebody at Ops or the right person like somebody over at Game Design who listens to the show could hear something and be like, oh, man, that's actually, that's kind of a cool idea. Let's throw a, that's st- why I, let's throw a sticky note I, on the board, right? That's why I love just sitting in the Discord and chatting with people and hearing about these things. That's why I like to let the hype snowball roll down the hill for as long as possible because then you start hearing like, that's a really cool idea, right? And again, when it comes to teasers, I want to be as a part of it as, I, as possible. But just so everyone knows, I'm just a nerd behind the keyboard. There's a lot of other much smarter people than me, like coming up with the really cool art and all of those, like the, the scrambled messages and stuff. That is something that I am not doing, but hopefully I can be a part of in some way. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to let that snowball go for as long as possible because I think it's so interesting. But... I do think that there comes a time where you got to be the guy at the bottom of the hill with a, a flamethrower to sort of slow things down. That's where Bubba tries. That's where be. Bubba tries to stand. You can stand with him at the bottom of the hill. All right, yeah, I'm going to be there with like my binoculars, just checking it out, seeing everything. And once it gets a little too big, I'm going to be going over there with my Elon Musk flamethrower and uh, taking it down. By the way, uh, speaking of, uh, did you know? All right. And by the way, this is not like a thousand percent confirmed. All right. But I feel like it's like 96 percent. Do you know Elon Musk plays this game? Tell me that you knew that. This is the first I've ever heard that. Seriously, Elon Elon Musk uh, plays Star Trek Fleet Command. I've, I've got I've got that on good authority. You have good authority. I've totally you made that. You got sources. I've totally made that. I was like, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> no, what? No, I'm no. I'm pretty sure I've been told about okay, that. Okay, so, so, all right. Me personally, I have no sources. All right, but but he has, he's actually talked about this game app before in an interview. I'd have to go back and find it. He has specifically mentioned his love for Star Trek and the fact that he plays this game. Uh, I'll have to go back and find it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't listen. Obviously, he's really busy, you know, taking over the world right now. Uh, Twitter. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, bye, Felicia. I was going to ask if you, if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, bye, bye, Twitter. All right, that's going to be – Felicia's gone now, Bubba. It's bye, Twitter now. Um, listen, we've only got like two or three minutes left. I, I want to circle back uh, real quick to this because I, I always feel like this is important. I think you've done an excellent job uh, over the last hour letting people hear you, and that is one of the most powerful things 
Uh, I'm going to be like kind of emo right now. This is what I love. Bubba Joe knows this is what I love. My listeners know this is what I love. This is the power of radio. When people can actually take the time, Echo, to get to know you. People who listen to this show are not tuning in for the weather. They're not tuning in for three minutes to hear about school cancellations. They are tuning in to hear about this product that they love, and they are listening to you. They're getting to know you. So a minute ago, you had mentioned you're a young guy, right? You love video games starting at the age of six. You had mentioned you don't have any kids. You also mentioned, I think, you, that you had a wife, girlfriend. Tell us a little bit about uh, you. Like, you got dogs? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do? Yeah. So, uh... Some information about me. Yeah, I am younger. I live on the West Coast. I do have a girlfriend who I have been with for quite some time now. She's actually the reason I ended up moving to Los Angeles. It's because Aww. I was selling jewelry, and she it was way more important than me in her position out here. So I'm like, heck, I can sell jewelry anywhere. You know, you can't move, so I'll, I'll move to you. Um, we actually met in high school. We weren't high school sweethearts. Um but we've been like good friends and you know after college we reconnected and things went on from where it was you know um big fact which is probably going to be very controversial probably the worst thing i've said all day on this show i do not like pineapple on pizza i love pineapple. he listens Mouse. oh my god Bob and joey Mouse. listens to the show he listened i knew it yeah i knew it he told me DJ, he has to listen. DJ, DJ, <laughs> I can't give all of my secrets away. Listen, you I just listen made my the, day. You made my day. <laughs> I can't always listen to the entire thing. I don't know it why. Up, it's only 12 hours a week. You can totally do it. Just saying. I try my best <laughs> to look at everyone's content. That's fantastic. Okay, that? I'm really, you know what? I'm wow. short. Listen, the content creators are going to very much appreciate that and i am going to very much appreciate turning this into a meme specifically for bubba joe okay i actually <laughs> i actually was hanging out in rev rev's uh twitch the other day Ooh, i know I you know, hear that no, rev? no one no one is up for a, a a hangout in the very near future very um, cool ripper obviously is doing ripper things so you know we, we <laughs> he already all the time. he knows all about ripper all right like that was a day I, one uh, ripper is the perfect human he, he does nothing wrong he might Please not be don't human. hack me and delete me yeah. from existence he might not be we, human we, we don't know. yeah we don't have evidence of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it could but, be uh, the world's most intricate ai that's obviously possible um I, uh, well, I'm an introvert, just so because I know I only got like 30 seconds. I'm an introvert, but obviously can be extroverted when I'm putting in the spot. You know, I, I, I can handle myself well, but if I had the choice between going out and staying and playing games, I obviously would enjoy staying playing games. Um, I like the color blue, and I do have a dog, uh, a pit bull named Runner. <gasps> Pitbull! Oh, you and love pitbulls! I, I hate hiking. Me too! Hiking sucks. God, it I love so being much physically energy. active. Oh. I just hate hiking. Right, I don't understand the point of just walking for a long time. And... <laughs> it's wasted. I, mean, I think the I think the army killed it a little bit for me because I did a lot of quote hiking. But uh, yeah. Okay. Par Paramount question. <laughs> Catch the pun. No pun intended. Actually, pun very intended. Paramount question. Uh, are you a Star Trek fan? Are you a fan of Star yes. Trek? So one of my fondest memories. Uh, well, just a memory that I've never forgotten is that actually I was really into Voyager growing up. And so when the series finale of Voyager came on, my family made a whole thing of it. We ordered takeout and ice cream and we all watched it together. Now, I've always sort of like 
thought I was more of a Star Wars fan, but that's because my older brother was a Star Wars fan. And so after like coming back and I was like, you know, when I got hired for this, I'm like, I have so much Star Trek to catch up on. Like if I'm going to be in this community, I have to understand everything about it. And so I started watching um, TNG. I've watched all of Lower Decks and I'm like, realizing more and more every day I'm like i like star trek more than star wars and it's not even very close it's a huge it's a huge universe and it's and it's it's, it's very diverse really i mean it, as far as properties go you're not just you can, married into one storyline really and you can watch you know the old series like um the original sorry i said the old series the original series <laughs> and wrong. tng and like <laughs> While, like, the graphics maybe are not as good as today, like, the plot lines and the things that they're talking about very much hold up. They do. They really Whereas do. Whereas if you look at, and again, I'm not trying to, I, Star Wars is really fun and I still like it, but I would say it's probably not as deep. And I'll probably get a ton of hate mail being like, how dare you say Star Wars isn't deep? <laughs> Listen, I would, I would personally say it's not as deep as Star Trek, some of their storylines and things that they talk about. In fairness, though, to that point, and, and then we're going to move on to our very last thing because we're actually over our time. In fairness to that point, Star Trek has had a lot more opportunity to go deeper. I mean, Star Wars has not done much TV, all right? When, when you can do 108 episodes versus six movies, or you can do 108 episodes plus 12 movies, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just, I say six because the last three don't count. <laughs> and Star Wars fans totally agree oh, with that. Gosh. Okay. They, listen, no, they, they agree. The, I, don't, I don't think that many of them agree that the, <laughs> for the past six count. Let's yeah, be there, real there here. you go. All right. What, see, he knows Star Wars. All right. Listen, he guys, he, he knows. All right. You're listen. saying that everyone loves Jar Jar Binks? Okay. I do love Jar Jar. Jar Jar's awesome. You are in the minority. No, you are. No, you might like be the, a party of one. No, Jar Jar. Listen, if I was going to draw a correlation, real quick, all right, because my wife's a huge Potterhead. She loves Harry Potter. What's the name of that elf? Dobby the elf? Dobby. Dobby. Dobby okay. is awesome. Dobby. Jar Jar is annoying. They're both awesome. All right. I like them both. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? Here's what I just did as an interviewer I took the aggression from the community and put it onto myself, thus saving my guest. See? Oh, it's always my fault. <laughs> yeah. That's literally right. everyone came in. They're like, X. Echo, you're doing a great job, and like X, Y, and Z. Um, like just bl just yell at me. That's why I'm literally here for. <laughs> All right, listen, community, we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Not that this has not been fun. It's actually been a great interview. Thank you so very, very much. I I cannot wait till we get you back. Uh, because Bubba, I have spoken to him about revitalizing the state of the game address. Uh, we've got to satisfy a bunch of suits in boardrooms with law degrees, but Echo is willing to have this conversation and try to revitalize our state of the game address. So community, we hope to get him back here very, very soon. But before we go, Bubba, and we... No promises. We, no, that's right. No hype here. No hype here, everybody. <laughs> uh, before we go, we do have a little bit of a fun little game that we always like to play. This is just a little bit of goofiness uh, for our last 60 seconds. Echo, I have prepared a game for you. This is called This or That. All right, I have 10 questions for you where I will name two items. You simply state your preference. However, on one of these items, only one, you can only name one or the other, but on one of these, I will actually allow you to explain your choice, all right? On all the rest of them, though, like, that's it. You just got to stick to your one-word answer. That's the answer. People think what they will. But on one question, right. you can chime in and actually provide an explanation if you so choose. This is called This or That with Community Manager Echo. Echo, are you ready to play? 
I'm ready. Hit me. Here we go. Question number one. Steak or chicken? Chicken. Rummy or Yahtzee? Yahtzee. Scrabble Go or Star Trek Fleet Command? Star Trek Fleet Command. Mayonnaise or mustard? Mustard. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Trains or planes? Planes. Beaches or ski slopes? Beaches. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. And I'm going to take a moment to explain this one. (laughs) This is why. There's no, no. Listen, boxers are just better, or excuse me, briefs are just better than boxers. It's just, there's there's the comfort you want with the support you need. (laughs) Could be an advertisement for Hanes right there. It's the comfort. Okay. Okay. No, that's cool. I mean, obviously some people still buy them. They still make them. All right. So there's got to be at least like three other people like you. That's fine. Uh, Bubba, I've never never asked you. You you a briefs guy too? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, come on. I wear boxers. I'm a boxers guy. Come on, Bubba. We're all being we're all being intimate here. Share. Uh, I, I thought you said we were out of time. We got two more this or that. Yeah, that's right. And he can't. And listen, I, I saved one of them towards the end, hoping he would have burned his explanation. Question number nine. Ultimate DJs or no one shall? No one shall. You son of a. Oh, <laughs> can't explain the reason. <laughs> Question number 10 is canceled. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, football or baseball? Football. Football. Who's your team? Who's so your team? My, my, my mom is a diehard Patriots fan. Oh, from God. Before, obviously from before the Brady hype train. Mm. Uh, I am more like I live in Los Angeles now, so I feel like I need to like root for an L.A. team. But I'm like I'm testing the waters. Okay, that's right fair. I'm just I'm just taking in and enjoying football and the stories right now. But you you had to have a team that you grew up with, just loving, right? The Patriots was that team that I grew up just loving, Ooh. and it's not my fault that when I was growing up, they had the best quarterback of all time. Okay? It's, <laughs> oh, not, it's not my fault. All right, there you go. This or that. Ten questions with Community Manager Echo. Echo, thank you so much, man. This has been an no, absolute blast. Uh, really, yeah, really, really appreciate you being here, man. This has been very, very cool. Uh, do you have any closing monologue, any last statement that you'd like to make uh, before we get ready to wrap up? Uh, I just want to say thanks for letting me be a part of your guys' community, and hopefully I can do well by all of you guys. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion, Bubba Joe, that he might just do just that. It sounds like he's got I agree. Uh, I, I think he's. I think he's got some gusto on this one. Uh, really excited to have you on the team. Really excited to continue uh, working with you as I have for the last two weeks, community. Uh, this guy, uh, he, he so far has put his money where his mouth is, and uh, we're seeing things. We're seeing things on the backside. I'm really, really excited about that. Community manager, Echo, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm hoping I can be back again in the near future, my friend. That was a teaser. See, he said it, so it's true. All right, community, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, your final grades and a hint for the upcoming May arc. It all is just around the corner. Don't go anywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official 
See, yeah, we're the official Echo. Official podcast! Don't get it twisted. We'll be back in a minute. This portion of the show brought to you by the Wounded Warriors Project. From Iraq and Afghanistan, our brave warriors are coming home wounded. Some with wounds you can see and others with wounds you cannot see. Wounded Warrior Project was created to support our men and women coming off the battlefield. Please help carry these warriors the rest of the way home. Get involved and find out what you can do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. That's WoundedWarriorProject.org. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Screw Value Hardware Stores. We probably don't have what you're looking for. And if we do, brother, you're going to pay. Looking for a great deal on some barely used office furniture? Come on down to CNN Minus, where the prices are harder to believe than our reporting. You know what? I don't want to call it an alternative reality anymore because it is not reality. There's nothing real about this. CNN streaming service went out of business after 27 days. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. And with 300 million flush completely down the toilet, we're slashing prices and jobs. It's the result of a poisonous stew of social alienation, negative partisanship, severe distrust of news sources. CNN Minus, where the only thing lower than the prices are the ratings. And I'm sure there are other factors as well. It's the comedy tour that's got audiences pumped up. Introducing Andrew Price Clay. Hickory Dickory Doc. Gas is so much, I'm in shock. A comedian so good, everyone's paying extra. Little Miss Muffet told Exxon to stuff it. At them prices, she'll rough it and walk. You know what I'm saying here? Andrew Price Clay, an act that has everyone getting tanked. Jack and Jill went up the hill because gas was four and a quarter. Jill broke down, and now she's found on OnlyFans with a daughter. Oh! She's selling nude photos to pay for the gas. It's insane, I tell you. Ultimate DJs, you are listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast as we wrapped up right before the break with community manager Echo and uh, still hanging out. Listen, you know what? I, Bubba, I'm going to say this right here for everybody to hear. You know you got a quality, quality CM who had a quality good time when he stays beyond the clock out. Right, Bubba? Like, when, when he decides Absolutely. when he's going to be here beyond the obligation, then that is super-duper exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, I would like to uh, – <laughs> thanks, Tony, dude. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't know that he was actually joking uh, on the no one shell thing, to be perfectly honest with we you. We don't have an explanation. It's probably uh, – maybe maybe that's why he's wanting to come back up to the stage. Echo. He was smart to use it on the explanation of the yeah, – <laughs> Right? He set that up. He's clever. Yeah, he, he knew it was coming. Echo, you are on our stage. Welcome back. Uh, to Talking Trag. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for Echo. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, My mic quality is probably not nearly as good because I am on my work computer instead of my fancy setup. Well, Um, you you switched from your fancy setup to your work computer in like the last three minutes? It really had... Yeah, uh, basically. (laughs) Well, I mean, I had to to go check in on the dogs and feed them, and I was like listening in the background with like my laptop open and set up. So... You know, I have a desktop oh, okay. for like my personal computer. There you but go. Uh, you, everyone's listened to me talk enough, and you guys have tons of other things to talk about. But uh, I just wanted to yeah. say thank you again, and for everyone chatting with me and asking questions and all of that cool stuff. It was really, really awesome, and I'm looking forward to doing this again in the near future, DJ. Absolutely, so. man. Absolutely, we'd be excited and we'd be honored to have you back. Uh, I think that uh, that. That entire conversation, Bubba, just went really, really well. And I and I think we, uh, I hope, Echo, that we accomplished our goal, which was to introduce you to the community. And, and I told the community, just like I told you, there, there was not going to be, like, this was stepping into the pool. This was not going to be, you know, hey, you're Scopely, and this is what we're upset about today. This was meant to to humanize you and, and to introduce you as somebody who Bubba, to be perfectly honest with you, and and you know, you guys know I have I have always talked about my positive relationship with Panic and my positive relationship with Aries. Uh, I really have a good feeling about you, Echo. I feel like there's something different. I feel like there's something unique. Like there is an energy about you. Injured spirit. Yeah. There yeah. is there is an energy about you that I think is just going to be insane in this game and i i hope and my fingers are crossed for you all the best uh and all the all the best luck wishes i think you're gonna be a rock star man i really do well just like we were talking about hopefully i can live up to the hype right and hopefully uh yeah hype is the worst the worst enemy i'm really just a very lazy individual i'm here to collect a paycheck so i don't have to go back to selling jewelry in a casino uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just like you said, I don't want to have the deep, hard questions that I'm sure you all want to throw at me. And I'm sorry that I can't do that right now. But just like I've been saying in the Discord, when I speak, I want to make sure I have all the information, right? Like sometimes I'll go radio silent. I'm reading everything, but that's because I'm getting an official message written up and I'm making sure I have all the notes I need. I have so much to learn still. Like, you know, up until like three weeks ago, I didn't know what people were saying when they're talking about G4 mines, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, well, I, I have so many things that I need to grasp before I can have those discussions. And I want to make sure that when we do talk, I'm doing right, not only by you, DJ, to give you good content, but also to the community to make sure I'm giving answers and information that they can tell I understand. I think that's awesome. The fact that you have a desire to learn about the game is is pretty daggone incredible. You had mentioned uh, in the chat, and and we didn't talk about this, 
you know, while we were doing our first segment. But you had mentioned in the chat, I saw you had answered uh, somebody's question about the fact that you are playing the game. You started uh, a fresh account. You are now Ops 27. Um, how have you found that experience? Like, how much are you playing? Like, I, I know that that you consider that to be like you know part of your representation are you enjoying the game or are you playing it because like you've got to learn this stuff like are you having fun yeah i don't think because especially when i mean this might be not be the same for everybody but you know part of the investigation and looking into potentially working for scopely if they decided that i would be a good fit for the team was making sure that i was going to enjoy what i was working on I mean, it, it's very different, just passion and energy and everything. I'm sure you can attest to this, everyone in the room, that when you work on something you really care about, it's different than when you, you're you lukewarm about it. And to the person in chat that said more G4 minds confirmed, I am not confirming nor deny that. Do not put words <laughs> in my mouth. DJ, I never said that. Dude, right? I, I, I have to do this all the time, Echo. All right? I might sneeze and somebody be like, there's a Ferengi arc coming. Ferengi <laughs> arc, okay? He sneezed. All right? That's what's happening. Uh, yeah, so, you know, let me, let me ask you, as you've been interacting with some members of the community, obviously – of all ops levels, right? You, you, down in the 20s and up in the 40s, right? Uh, that player asked you about G4 Minds, and you're still trying to uh, understand what that is, especially since it's kind of outside of your level of gameplay. Um, what is your kind of your objective in playing the game? Like, do you want to keep yourself at a moderate ops level so that you can understand and, and feel things that that are happening at that level in the game or do you plan on like playing this game like a serious gamer and progressing and being big and and you know being a being a, a power on on your server you want to join my alliance uh, <laughs> uh, i mean i feel like i've said this word so many times but I, and there's no other better word for it it's a balance right I want to go at a pace where I feel like I'm really grasping what I'm learning and all the systems because I, I don't need to explain this to anyone. This game is deep. It this is. game has a ton of systems. It's complicated. It's deep. Like I said before, like it blows my mind that this is a, an experience you can have on a, a mobile device. It, it's crazy. But if I'm also not moving at a pace to where I'm catching up with the most recent content and people that are higher ops level, I'm missing out on what they're feeling and they're experiencing. So it's really making sure I'm getting both sides and progressing at a pace where I feel it's reasonable, but that also I am taking everything in so that I can understand what I'm doing. And I'm not just hitting the buttons and doing what I need to get done. By the way, you have an absolutely beautiful pit bull. Thank you. Like very that much. is an amazing photograph, Stevens Aaron. For those listening in podcast, I'd like to grab that image and and put it in our graphics room so somebody can see uh, the pity love. All right, here from uh, Community Manager Echo. That is a beautiful, beautiful pit bull. You said uh, his name was Runner. Yeah, he got all the looks in the family. Uh, quick backstory: <laughs> He's named Road Runner, or he's named Runner because. The place that we got him from, which we, we rescued him, were, they nicknamed him Roadrunner. And that's because a previous foster either had him jump out of a car or Aww. tossed him. All we know is the car behind that car picked him up and brought him to the vet because he had a broken leg. 
Um, That's so the first time, ridiculous. Yeah, the first time we met him, he was in this cast and like sort of wobbling around, but just the happiest dog immediately sat in my lap and licked my face. And I'm telling you, no matter it can be the same for animals, people, anything. It's it's very much all about the um the love and the upbringing. I think I don't think anyone or anything is inherently evil. Oh, dude! I love when I people when I meet people and they sit in my lap and lick me in the face. Garg's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, listen, uh, I wouldn't mind for somebody to come lick me in the face right now. It'd be great. Uh, no, I've I love pit bulls. I've got two. Um, I've got two females. Luna is uh my poor baby. She's my geriatric pit bull. She's twelve. Um and, and I have had a her, beautiful old lady. Yeah, she is. She's the uh, the senorita of the house, and uh, I've had her uh, since she was probably three or four months old. She was abandoned in a box on the side of the road. Our humane society oh picked her up, and um, and I found her. And and actually, I did a ton of work. Uh, in my radio career with our local humane society. So I was there like, you know, every single week we did, uh, we did a lot of fundraising on my morning show. So we were, you know, cause here's the thing, your local humane society folks, there's a high degree of likelihood that they're not getting the funding that they need to actually operate and take care of animals. So we were bringing a lot of food and a lot of soaps and a lot of medicines and things like that. We were providing a lot of that. So I met Luna when she was probably she was in the pound for probably two or three days and i knew immediately like she belonged to me and my family so uh we got to take her home and then uh just recently we uh we found and acquired um hazel who is brand spanking new i mean she is man so full of energy i'll tell you uh and we have another dog who's 11 years old so it, I, I've kind of grown used to my grandma dogs. I've grown used to, I, we joke, it's not a, an offensive term. We do joke with them that there are geriatric animals, uh, Echo, because they're very laid back and they're just very loving and they're just very oh, yeah. cuddly and snuggly. And, and, you know, there's not this puppy energy that I have right now with Hazel. Ugh. Goodness, she's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> she's a, it's lot a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anywho, absolutely, uh, Runner is just absolutely gorgeous, man, and uh, I think that's awesome. Anybody who is a lover of pit bulls for the right reasons is uh, is cool in my book. So, uh, yeah, I Thank really uh, I appreciate that. What a beautiful, beautiful animal. Uh, Echo, I mean, he's any- probably mad at me right now. Yeah, he's like, listen, I'm this is my time. Giving him dinner. This is my I'm time, giving man. Him dinner and hanging out with him. But I did want to just, you know, final word for me. And I, again, apologize for speaking too much, but I really appreciate not only you like inviting me onto the show, but everyone being so inclusive and not being like, oh, you're only 26. You don't know anything. How are you going to do your job? It's very much the opposite where, oh, well, let let me explain this to you and teach you so that you can understand. So um, I've had a very, very kind and nice welcome. And everyone will be like, oh, the past things that like you know we we've been angry at you it's like no you're passionate and you want to make sure the game is doing amazing like i've been very happy so uh thank you to everybody awesome man thank you golly uh, we we appreciate you thank you for being here community manager from scopely brand spanking new fresh on the job community manager echo everybody thanks everybody have a great night
Thank you, buddy. Or day. Uh, or day or morning, whatever the case may be. Yes. Uh, guys, uh, that was awesome. Bubba, I, I sense really great things out of this guy. I really do. I think it's going to be awesome. I agree. I, I think he's got a, a, a fantastic energy. Sounds like he has a lot of things he wants to do. And I'm really hoping he's uh, he's able to m- impact a, a powerful change on on the entire community. I mean, that's the community. The general community manager has the widest potential for impact. I mean, uh, they they have uh, access to to all all players have access to them. They try to have access to all players to to influence uh, what can happen on a very grand scale. So it's it's exciting. Yeah, I, uh, I I think it is. I think it is. Uh, speaking of exciting, we have more exciting to provide you with here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is indeed time for uh, us to segue in, Bubba Joe, to our final grades of Lower Decks. Uh, ordinarily, I don't know that I would try to jam all this into one show, but golly, it's been a good time, and and we have discussed a lot of what's going on with Lower Decks. We've talked about the missions. We've talked about officer sourcing. We've talked about, um, you know, the 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 storyline, the essence of Lower Decks. And I don't know that a lot of that needs to be rehashed. A lot of it has been really, really good. There were two things tonight that I believe probably have been discussed. Uh, at least my topic has been discussed pretty prominently throughout the month. So I don't know that we need to spend a, a ton of time on that. Uh, which was Turf Wars, and we didn't talk about that yesterday uh, on our Twitch stream. But, um, you know, I, I know that that was an extremely polarizing event. I, I'll tell you, the feedback that, that has been sent back, not only by myself, but but the other members of the of the player advisory panel, has been incredibly diverse. You know, I wonder, Bubba Joe, when you're looking at this from from a development standpoint and you see an event which is just so widely divisive like what do you do with that and and i'm genuinely asking i'm asking the community as well because long long term like as far back as i can remember bubba joe there are events that some people don't like because of their aggressive nature most almost any pvp style event go back when you had that that pvp event where you had to kill gas miners right uh or or people don't remember this all right, or or at least some of the new players never experienced it. You know, for those of you who really, really did not like turf wars, or really did not like the the PvP or the aggressive nature of of what the hunter killer leaderboard did, remember why. And in my opinion, all right, this is very subjective, Bubba Joe. Why Origin Space was created was to be the pvp zone folks i may remind you before origin space pvp events were not centralized to systems imagine a pvp event while you're doing your hostels all right you're just going out to do your dailies and you get popped all right that's what those events used to be the day the nodes all the nodes were empty (laughs) the day the (laughs) nodes were empty you know, so and and that. and that was I the gas it. mining event. There were other events, um, you know, one of which we haven't seen in a long time, but does pop in from time to time, which is the call to arms, which gives you points not only for raiding but from from actually taking resources, not materials, but resources from PvP ships. All right, Bubba, do you remember the event where you scored points for stealing? Tritanium or dilithium or yep. steel 
from a player. And that happened everywhere. That was all That'd be over. hard to do with the amalgam now. Well, it didn't... It really, the best way to score wasn't in writing. I mean, it could have been, obviously, if you were lucky enough to stumble on something like that. But the way you scored in that event... Folks, the intent of that event, the way you scored, was to pick people off while they were doing their hostile grinding. Bubba, do you remember those events? And there wasn't... There weren't safe systems. There weren't, you know, bonus zones where PvP was safe and, and, you know, there were safe zones. Like, that did not happen. It was any system. Anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me just feels a, a very large evolutionary step in this game. And then we look at Origin Space, which was created to give that alternative space, that alternative area for PvP. It was it was meant to kind of... That was the area. That was the place you could PvP. Moreover, take your clue, PvP bracketing was suspended in origin space so that anybody could hit anybody all right so when we see these events all right and i know i know this is an unpopular opinion but i i really i'm genuinely asking the community when you see an event like this that is so divisive is it scopely's responsibility to say okay we're never going to run it again because you know percentage a of the community didn't like it or or can can we i mean we just had an hour of super positive energy is it possible community that that we can look at an event and say okay you know what that's not for me i get it it's not for me i might try to score some points it's not for me i'm probably not going to do well but you know what i understand that there are players who do enjoy that why does the game have to be written to tailor you and I think that is what I'm scared about, Bubba Joe. I've seen a lot of the feedback, all right? A lot of the feedback well, was well, was not super positive. On the other hand, there was a lot of feedback from probably a silent portion for fear of, of persecution that really, really did enjoy it in, in, in some form or fashion. So as a developer community, what do you do about it? Do you run it again and, and piss off half the community? Or do you not run it again and piss off half the community? Bubba, what's the answer for them? So I think that, uh, you know, you could make your exact same argument from the other perspective, right? You know, Exactly. What about eight-day modding so events, you, right? <laughs> so, so, so what do you what do you what do you do with that information? Right. So you first you have to look at is this coming from a position of I played in the event and I didn't like it? Or is it coming from a position of someone who didn't play in the event, didn't look at it, just doesn't wanna, you know, doesn't wanna experience it? And and you have to I think you have to dig into and you have to look past the people that are like, Turf Wars is stupid and give no other feedback. And you look to the people that go, I was really frustrated as a level 30. Every time I sent my ship out, it was getting blown up by a level 56. That trader chick was just blowing me up every time I showed up in the system. <laughs> that and, daggone and, trader. Okay, that's right. Um, so uh, you have to look at the feedback and see if people actually experienced it versus 
they're just angry about it, right it's the same thing about people that are like uh that are like i hate cartoons and then you know they don't they don't they've never given lower decks a chance versus the people that are like you know i watched the first couple of lower decks episodes and uh, the comedy's not really for me okay that's two very different perspectives the people that are prejudiced against it and never gave it a chance versus the people that gave it a chance and completely you know like this just isn't for me and so you have to you have to figure out where that feedback is actually coming from and then how can you make it better? Like listen to the negative feedback, listen to the positive feedback and see if there's a happy medium. And we've discussed some of that on the show that we spent four hours talking about turf wars. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of way, um, a, a lot of ways that, you know, this event can be slightly improved and still make the people who enjoyed it happy and possibly bring a little bit of a, a, a brighter spot to the people who didn't enjoy it. But would like to engage in it, but just felt like they were completely outmatched. And so you have to try and find that happy medium so that you can continue to support the people that like something, but maybe find some way to make the event a little bit better for the people that didn't. And that applies to a mining event, a PVP event, a PVE event. It applies to everyone, right? So you have to take the positive and you have to compromise that a little bit with the negative and then figure out where that happy medium is. Well, and, and I agree with, with a lot of that. I believe that what some very vocal opponents of Turf Wars, in my opinion, what I feel like sometimes they may fail to recognize, and this is no offense to anybody, it's just, it, it's kind of what I observe. You know, those aren't the players that do complain about, you know, a hostile grinding leaderboard or, um, or a mining leaderboard. And... And just as much as maybe you don't like the PvP events, there are other players who will look at a at a at a week long or an eight day mining leaderboard, Bubba, and feel the exact same way. Okay, I'm out. You know, I'm done. Um, if I may, I am going or, to or look at a, at a one trillion pass deal event and like it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Listen, we can talk about that in a minute. Bubba Joe has commentary on that, and and we are going to. I mean, if he if he wants to, we're going to bring that up. Uh, I am going to. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. We don't have a ton of time tonight because our show is uh, the grading portion. It's going to be a little bit abbreviated. I would like to share with the community my personal uh, feedback and and reiteration of the Turf Wars event. May I do that? Um, because I feel, and I went over this with Bubba, we we spent a fair amount of time discussing it. I spent a ton of time writing it first, and then I came to Bubba and we talked more about it, and we made I, I made a few more tweaks, and I have submitted uh, my official report in how I would like to see this event evolve, Bubba, and I believe that Scopely has has had good conversations about this event. They've had good conversations with me about it. And and I feel that I want to make sure I'm going to give you guys the exact specific changes that I suggested because I believe uh, that when we see it again, there's a degree of likelihood that we will see it with, with what I've suggested. So I would like to run this out. There's obviously plenty of time. It's not running again that anytime soon that I'm aware of. So uh, I believe there's time to work on this, but I'd like to share it with you if you guys are, are cool with that. Would you like to hear what uh, Ultimate DJ sent up as the official uh, 
uh, feedback report because it, it's representing all of you, whether you liked it or not, which is incredibly difficult. <laughs> it's really, really tough. And uh, despite some opinions, I do try to be very, very representative, Bubba Joe, of everybody, whether I like it or not. Don't have to agree with you. Let me be very clear. I'm not under any obligation to agree with anybody, but I will do my job. So I would like to read to you the modifications that I suggested to the Hunter Killer Turf Wars uh, reiteration. All right. Um, we did discuss, Bubba, many, many times that I was, um, and, and Ripper has defended me on this, but I really was, with the exception of Scopely approving it, I was. <sighs> I was responsible for the degree of kill points that we saw. And I've explained myself a million times. The lag took us all by surprise. So I'm going to begin with this. PvP kill points during an active takeover, I have suggested dropping those to 25. 25 points. Bubba, there were so many more battles that occurred. It was never, even in my original design, it was never meant to be that lopsided. It really was not. It was meant to provide players with a mechanic of keeping up or potentially scoring and or placing without the requirement of abandoning all your zones. Right? I, I think I've been very, very plain with that. So dropping PvP kill points to 25 points. I've also, uh, without reading these out, I've rebalanced the win, defend, and join points uh, to basically account, and I did this with big spreadsheets and big formulas, folks, based on the number of battles I would expect and based on the, the number of players that would show up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? 25 points for a kill is what I was thinking. Um, and then I've rebalanced and, and in some cases increased the points a little bit for the zone, takeovers and and wins and defenses and things like that just to try to make it balanced i want someone who doesn't drop a pin to be able to still score substantively that or substantively bubba joe because yes. the idea is not to penalize somebody in in forcing them to give up their territory which has a secondary effect which i'll share with you in a moment all right I know that people really dislike the solo leaderboard, all right? I can tell you that engagement in Turf Wars was over 2,000% higher this run than all combined previous runs. Folks, the engagement was off the scale. For that reason, Hunter Killer cannot go away all right in my opinion that is what drove it we've seen so many players talk about that was their reason that was their motivation was the solo leaderboard or or that you know they could get out there and do this and yes there will be whales there will be ships that can overpower you there will be ships that can that can take you out without any uh, sweat on their brow, and there's nothing you can do about it. But that is a piece of what drove the engagement in this event. However, Bubba Joe, and Bubba Joe does disagree with me on this, but we ended up striking an accord right here with this particular piece of scoring. All right? For the Hunter Killer solo leaderboard, I suggested the same 25 points. 
destroying a player while cloaked plus 10, uh, while supported plus 10. Lose to a player plus one. No loss, Bubba Joe. Lose to a player plus one. Lose to a player while cloaked, because yes, it can actually happen if you're cloaked and you attack somebody and you don't actually end up winning. You still spent the goo. You still spent the Tetrions, Bubba Joe. Destroy uh, or lose to a player while cloaked, plus 10. Lose to a player while supported, plus 10. And here is, uh, and, and the reasoning behind that, Bubba Joe, is exactly, actually, what you said on our show when we were talking about it. A player who dies a thousand times should be rewarded heavier for a player who win- than a player who wins once. Okay? I believe that that is of paramount importance when looking at this event. All right? K21 says it'll turn into kill trading. See, I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, it, it could, but I, I don't know that it would because there's still a massive point differential there, you know? Well, and even if uh, it's just my response to him in the chat was even if someone decided to try and set up kill trading, then go blow them up. Right, they're kill trading on lesser ships. Take your ship and go blow both of their ships. They're trying yeah, to kill that's right. Like, Take that's, them both. Like, it's open to everyone. That's exactly right. And don't forget, this isn't something that that people can get together with at three o'clock in the morning and hide and do. It is during an active takeover. All right. So it, the the mechanics would work the same. I just wanted to not punish players, which was an overwhelming piece of feedback not to punish players who might have been trying to help their alliance and trying to score and trying to flood the system so that they could win some takeover points and not be penalized in the hunter-killer solo leaderboard for taking a loss, okay? So that was kind of my thinking there, and, and that eliminates that. And lastly, the reason that... I have struggled, and, and IJ, listen, and my math may not be perfect, okay? I've done, really, I've got a very massive spreadsheet in, in a lot of different, I, I'll tell you this, if 50, here's how I did my math, Bubba Joe. If 50 players get 50 kills, then they have an opportunity to score the same number of points as winning that takeover. 50 players at 50 kills. But I'm sorry, that's incorrect. 50 players at 50 kills would have an opportunity at scoring 75%. That's what I did. I still wanted a little bit of a premium on the takeover itself. But, IJ, how many kills were you getting in a takeover? It certainly wasn't just 50, right? It's going to drive active engagement. You can't just show up. You can't just drop the pin, all right? You would have an opportunity to really get in there and super duper engage 50 players for and your if alliance. Those players aren't worried about getting negative points. You're going to see a lot more of them out there accepting yes, deaths. Exactly. If there's a lot more players not worried about it, I mean, heck you might have some players sending just floods of realities and fortunates just to get the takeover points. Now, no longer scared to die. Now, Ransusi, you say that I'm encouraging big ships to kill everything. That is this event. Okay, 
the engagement this time came from the Hunter Killer solo leaderboard. All right? And again, I remind you that this is an event. I said it 20 minutes ago. This is an event that is no different to you than an eight-day mining leaderboard is to me. All right? It may not be for you, and you may feel that you don't want to participate. On the other hand, your alliance could be counting on you if you've got plans. This it does involve some personal choice and, and maybe even some sacrifice, but what kind of team play doesn't? Nothing is going to be perfect for everybody, all right? And, and the solo leaderboard, I believe, bit, given the data that I've seen, was, was very much a driving factor. And if players are not going to be penalized for losing, then they will make a stronger effort towards trying to get the points that they can with the pins or defending or, or whatever, this or that. All right. Not only that, but some players will fly in. I mean, if you've got Rialta sitting along the edge, and we've talked about the strategy, Bubba Joe, you could pop a Vidar in right there on the edge at the side, kill that uh, Rialta, get your win points, and then either hightail or warp back out. All right, There will be more ships in there. And, and pretending that Rialtas and Fortunates and Vidars are not a part of Turf War strategy or territory strategy as a whole, is also naive. Those ships are a part of the strategy. And fortunately, they are, Bubba Joe, because they're cheap. Mm -hmm. So players aren't going to yep. be suffering major losses in order to actively, strategically play. But yes, big players are still going to come in. But what did IJ say uh, on the show right after there? What did he say? He said, there is still a bane of a whale's existence, Bubba Joe. Rialtas um, by the dozen, or Fortunates by the dozen, or Vidars by the dozen. You, you, there is no group of whales. Let me just tell you, folks. Mathematically speaking, there are no, there is not a single group of whales on any server that could possibly keep up with the rest of the server flooding it with four and five Fortunates and Rialtas. It cannot be done. Right. So you want to choke even them up? Even in this event. Even, even in this event. Yep. It, it, you can still get your points. It's just going to take a lot of people to distract them. And not only maybe distract isn't the right word, but if there's a thousand targets, which I know you can't put a thousand targets in a system, but I'm just saying if you got, if you got 200 targets versus five targets, how likely are the odds that you're the, the chosen one, right? I mean, the more people that are in there, the less likely that they're going to actually target you. Moreover, if they do, you still get paid. If you show up to 20 takeovers or 30 takeovers, even if you've taken 100 losses, you're still getting points as compared to the guy that showed up to three takeovers and you know killed five ships. You'd still be getting those points. So I believe that in the absence of abandoning the most successful run of Turf Wars ever, that there are scoring mechanics that can be tweaked to make it more balanced. I don't believe that one alliance should be able to score 2.5 million points uh, just off kills. All right? But I would expect Aww. I would expect that they could still win. Now, my, my last piece, my side effect here, 
you guys are talking about the rewards. Yes. The rewards are a constant source of pain, Bubba Joe. Mm-hmm. But, 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 if your alliance doesn't need to give up their zone, are they losing the isogen? Nope. Are they losing the particles? Nope. Are they losing their buffs? Nope. Are they losing their advantage to being based in territory? No. Only if somebody challenges them, Bubba Joe. Legitimately. Correct. Not just for the PvP points, but I'm talking dropping a pin and actually trying to take that system, that zone. No, stop it. I'm not saying that they're going to remove rewards or nerf the rewards. What I'm suggesting is the rewards don't need to be as huge as we've demanded them to be because there's no longer a sacrifice. Okay? The, well, big, the, biggest, that... the biggest pain point that we've talked about is, well, it, you know, I'm giving up seven days' worth of isogen. If I give up all my zones, I'm giving up seven days of isogen. And moreover, I'm giving up seven days of the isogen refinery, the, the improved isogen refinery. If there are no sacrifice of particles and isogen, then are we going to be as needy or as demanding for an event that pays out 14 days worth of something that is equitable to isogen and particles? So, so I'll, I'll, I'll comment on that just a little bit. I, I think that it can't be the same as a one or two day leaderboard, right? Mm -hmm. It's still seven days of doing stuff, right? It mm -hmm. is still yep. seven long. So what maybe happens is maybe they take some of the isogen and particles out and redistribute that value, whatever you want to call it, back into materials and resources, right? And make it, you know, just a lot more of those or whatever more of those. Absolutely. But it's still a seven-day leaderboard, right? So it still needs to pay something because it's a lot of effort that goes into it, whether you're PvPing in every territory or you're actively trying to jump around territories. That is a lot of work and should it have a, a a valuable reward. So man, but maybe the reward gets to be concentrated into just a few things, mats and resources, ah. or mats, resources, and officers, and get rid of some of the other things that they had to put in there because you were having to give up your zone. Can I read to you my last paragraph of this report? Rewards for both events, ALB and SLB, need to be ramped up as much as possible, but need to focus more on Tritanium and assorted materials, even speed-ups and possibly Latinum, and less on territory-specific rewards, such as isogen and particles. You can still include them, but much more Tritanium was needed for a week's worth of PvP. Would suggest heavy, heavy payout of basic resources and good, solid, worth-it payouts of materials. Feel free to rely less on territory-based currencies and to add additional currencies of higher values that don't have a direct correlation to territory, including, but not limited to rare directives, syndicate XP, trait XP, Cerritos refinery tokens, ultra recruit tokens, and maybe even ship skin shard trackers. That is how I wrapped up my report, Bubba Joe. I am not disagreeing with you guys on the rewards. All I'm simply saying is maybe they don't need to be worth 14 days anymore. On the other hand, there is um, a, a comment here from Captain Oblivious, but what about the alliance who does 
want to sacrifice or does feel the need to bounce around, they would be sacrificing those things. Then they're the ones being slighted. At least it's a choice at that point, Captain Oblivious. At least it is a a break-even analysis for you and your team that you can decide on. Because I will tell you, even with my new math, I do still believe that the pins method will be substantive points by dropping those those PvP uh, kill points. All right. Now, that's not to say that people can't still get them, but you're not going to see somebody winning this event by over 2 million points. All right. Now, I also want to say, Yusuke says, I'm getting weak in the knees. This is beautiful. I don't know that they're going to go with it. I don't know that they're going to listen to me, but they have. And so I take this super seriously, and I hope that this version, in the absence of nothing else, Bubba Joe, could potentially be more palatable, even to players who may not feel like it's a thing. Now, I'm going to address one last thing, and you are not going to like it. Let's talk about attacking bases in territory. All right? People have been talking about it. I bet I can guess what you're going to tell us. Why don't you do that? I bet you're going to tell us that there is no way to interpret the difference in between hitting a hostile and hitting a base in the game. <clears throat> I don't know if there's no way to do it. All right. But I currently I, I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't know if okay. they could never mind then I'll then I don't know. Please continue. I don't know if they could do that right now or not. I'm gonna guess not, all right, because I feel like maybe they would have. But I, you know, 30, 25 minutes ago, I don't got time. Uh, we talked about the days of old. How many of you mm-hmm. veteran players uh, in the days of old would remember during one of those system-wide PvP events? Because I remember it. As a matter of fact, it might even be on tape in a very, very early YouTube stream where somebody would attack your base and die, and you got PvP points. Does anybody remember that? I mean, this is old. Because, again, this is when PvP was galaxy-wide. All right? Base attacks are PvP. Now, humping a dead base is definitely cheeseball. I get it. I'm not going to disagree with you. All right, Tactical Cream says, I remember that was very early. Oh, it was. Karkin remembers. All right. Uh, K21 remembers Galaxy-wide PvP. Absolutely. All right. I'm not a fan, although the game allows it to happen, so I can't, you know, I can't say somebody can't do it. I'm just not a fan of, of cheesing that way. To me, that's, that's the same as a Leslie-type thing. But there is also another side to that coin. Right, Bubba Joe? I mean, mm-hmm. shield. <laughs> shield. Well, so there's there's a there's a little hiccup there, right? There is a hiccup. So if you So if you're in territory and you are PVPing, your shield mm-hmm. is going to drop. Yep. And once you the territory has started, you can't reshield, right? So if you yep. if you decide I'm going to fight, no, then No. No. That's not accurate. If you're defending, here is a piece of strategy, Bubba Joe. If you drop your zone to play an offensive uh, takeover, 
then you are correct. You cannot shield. Which means, and maybe we didn't recognize this early enough, but there is a sacrifice to be made by dropping the zone. The defensive points may be, the defensive points may be a little bit lower, but it provides more safety. Okay? And I feel like that has to be accounted for. I've always wondered why they offered defensive points as compared to drop points with no mechanic to prevent an abandon and then retaking it. I kind of feel like maybe they thought of this before we did, Bubba. There's inherent risk in dropping the zone because you're right, then you can't shield. However, if you just defend it, you can shield. All right? So there's that to take into consideration. Now, there's also the issue of dead bases, right? There's the issue of dead bases. First, it really surprises me that there would be dead bases in territory. I mean, if you're... To be fair, if you're going to quit the game, have the common decency to move out. <laughs> right? Don't take up a base spot for your team by staying in, in territory. All right? But I understand that, that that's a thing. And, and if you go back three years in this game, attacking bases was PvP. As a matter of fact, have you guys ever looked at player ships killed? If you attack a base and you destroy a ship in that base, you get power destroyed, and you get a player ship killed. And if it were a PvP event, you would get points. If it were a damage event, you would get points. Bases have always been player versus player. They are, in fact, owned by players. That said, it is an unfortunate thing that 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 could happen and and I guess at this time I don't have a good answer for you my only suggestion might be if you see just like kill trading if you see that during an active takeover do anything and everything you can to clog it up with Rialtas I, I guess honestly Rialtas Botany Bays Fortunates that's about the only option you really have is to and now like Karkin said if there are 10 times as many players choosing to engage because they won't be penalized, then maybe you could actually swarm those players. Take it into your own hands. And yeah, listen, he's, he's a level 55. He's got ships that'll smoke you for, for days on end without a repair. I get that. But you can also tie him up. You can tie him up. And you can make it so that his efforts are hindered. Hopefully, possibly, maybe, potentially. May not work. And it may not be for everybody. But I'm here to tell you, there is not currently a fix for that. And, by the way, just talking to somebody uh, in the chat here, or, or reading your comment in the chat, how about making PvP only in the beta systems? Kind of defeats the whole purpose. Because then players could just go to alphas and, and, and the takeover could be won there. All right, you would you would essentially be eliminating players' opportunities to score by not by not per, you know participating in in the betas or the alphas or whichever one oh. you would choose. So that's right. that's so, a risk as well. I, I don't yeah I don't think you should change the event to do that. But yeah. you know servers have I mean I'm gonna say the bad word 
servers have their own role. They can decide how they want to engage in this event. And if the server decides, you know what, we have a very large split contingent of people that want to just send ships and not get blown up, and we have a large contingent of people that want a PvP, and if your server can come to an agreement of splitting it up alpha-beta, um, who I don't care. It's your server, right? Do what you, do what your get an agreement of your server and set your own rules that engage with this event, right? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You can also, you know, your large players can all come together and go. You know what? We're hearing the 20s through 30s in our in in this in from these various alliances, and we don't want to appear as if we're being bullies, right? This is big. This big 54s, 56s coming in with their big ships and just destroying it. Well, maybe you can reach a negotiation and say, hey, can you guys stick to your PvP bans? Maybe that's something that that's not even really against. You know, they're not they're not hating that. And so I think that there are you as a server, your alliances, your lead, you know, you guys can decide if you want to come up with rules, but I think that the event itself needs to stand like it shouldn't be putting those restrictions in place. If you want those restrictions, see if your server does too, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the whole idea how rows evolve, right? Find rules that your server wants to agree to and and live by them, or deal with not, right? But I don't think that it should be restricted by Scopely. Uh, I I agree with that, and there's a couple of points I want to get to in the chat before we move on because we are uh, limited for time. Retrieving says, "So wait, are you suggesting stop PVPing so that you can clog a dead base, or stop territory defending to clog a dead base?" Well. In fairness, retrieving, if you're actively playing, if, if you're a, a guy that's out there going for PvP, then then you must feel like you stand a chance in actually performing PvP, right? So just as quickly as you're getting points, they are getting points off of that base. In that particular case, I think my scenario holds a little bit more true for players who, who can't do anything about it, right? Who aren't going to go out and do the PvP. The players who are there for their alliance... Uh, maybe have a different role than the larger players who are wanting to actually go out and, and destroy ships. So it, this is going to take some thought. It's going to take some planning uh, for the next time that it runs. And I would encourage you to start discussing with your alliances now about how you want to play and and what these changes may mean for you because I do believe that we're going to see some changes. And, uh, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, along those lines... Uh, somebody else, let me see if I can find it. Where did I see that comment? Oh, uh, I Beglin says, don't let Scopely put out an event that success depends on row. I don't think that's what this is. I think what Bubba Joe is offering is that if your server has that level of communication and that level of cooperation, then you could try something like that. But me personally, on a fundamental level, I don't agree with putting out an event that depends on row. But that said, I believe that this event is worth running again um, in, in a very similar fashion than it did before with merely points being changed. So, but that is a difference in whether you liked it or didn't like it and, and whether or not, you know, it, you feel like it's a, it's a thing or, or whether I would you accept don't like your it. changes, DJ, and that would have actually improved the game for me. I believe the biggest piece is negative points, right, Karkin? I mean, negative points. And then again, I, I just say, and, and I... That and the Ceratos, like allowing the Ceratos to have a buff that gave an advantage and not having that mm -hmm. 
made me feel behind as well. So well, and and I I point out again, and and my only defense, you know, I've been very stand up about owning responsibility for my part in this event, Bubba Joe. And I remind you guys of what two years of precedent has shown us about territory capture that was suddenly jerked out from under us this month. We did not, I, nobody, me, the arc runner, I think scopely engineers, <laughs> I don't think anybody expected it to run like it did. And the fact that lag has improved to the degree it has took everybody surpri- by surprise. So if, if I'm not dodging any responsibility, but I'm going to say, hey, I get a free pass on the kill points because it was never supposed to be that many kills. Like, I'm just hoping that the lag wasn't improved because everyone was just hiding in their bases. I'm hoping that will hold true in an actual full-on scenario. The statistic that I was given was 2,000% higher engagement than all previously Turf War, uh, previously run Turf Wars events combined. And and that's why I kind of say, Bubba Joe, it's hard to make a massive change to this event when it was the most successful version ever. You know, balancing balancing it. It'd be like saying, you know, it'd be like if the um, uh, the eight day mining event, right? And there are people that loathed it and there are people that hated it. But if 90% 90% of the players participated in it. You know what's going to happen? It's going to come back. And yeah. that's kind of what you're saying, the numbers you're saying from Turf Wars. You know, you can say that, you know, 40% of the players loved it and 40% of the players hated it. But if 80% of the players are participating in it, you better believe it's going to come back. Players weren't hiding in bases. I, I mean, I know some some were. That's okay, and that's okay. Because you were penalized in this last event. You There might have been certain takeovers where you said, listen, I, I legit can't. I've got a good spot. The big alliance is coming in. And that was part of the dilemma was, man, I'm being selfish for my SLB, and I can't contribute to my team. You know, But, man, I've worked my guts out for this SLB, and I want to support my team, but I can't undo five days worth of work in 30 minutes you know i feel like that is a choice that should not have to be made i believe that that it becomes a, a situation where you reward the engagement all right and bubba your words just kept ringing in my head for someone who hates pvp and hates turf wars and 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 hates you know the zones and the and all this something you said has just gnawed at me and stuck with me which was exactly what I quoted at the beginning of this segment a player who engages for a thousand battles and loses should score better than a player who scored one kill that's powerful to me you're absolutely correct we talk about grinders boards this could be one even if you die, it's a slower path if you just go out and die all the time. Hopefully, you would try to get some wins here and there, but still, you score positive points. And that means if you play in 50 takeovers that week, or show up, rather, to 50 takeovers, even if you lose, you're going to score more points than the guy who showed up to one. And I, I feel like this set of changes could 
potentially be the a better balance. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I I think it's I think it's definitely going to be a better balance, and it will be interesting to see. You know, one of the things that you and I talked about. Um, uh, I don't know if it was on the show or was after a show one time. Is is my concern was the event started off gangbusters, right? Lots of ships were showing up, people were fighting left and the right, and as the event wore on, there were I think fewer and fewer ships in mm-hmm. some territories. People weren't coming in out of the woodwork to fight, and is that because they saw they weren't going to be able to catch in PvP, or because they didn't like being blown up, or what was causing that? And so the, one of the things I told you is, is I'm concerned that people have learned that the way to win this event is not to engage in PvP and might shield up. And and I said, but if there's no negative points, people should learn that they can flood a system and score points just by blowing up the other alliance that floods the system. And then the whale alliance that comes in is not going to possibly kill everyone. You're going to be able to kill ships and score points. And even if you're dying, you're still scoring points. So exactly, I and you're going to get wins. You know, if there's a thousand Rialtas, well, I keep saying a thousand. If there's hundreds of Rialtas flying around, you're going to get win points. All right, and and I agree. Um, I, I agree with. Uh, I just lost it. Hang on, where was it? I agree w- with whoever said it, and I, and I've lost it now. Oh, retrieving. I agree that that leaving base humping is a negative. That is a technical thing that that I, I can't do anything about right now. I've certainly asked for it. I, everybody did, all right? <clears throat> everybody asked for that to be looked at. It's just fundamentally, mechanically, I don't believe that that's on the table right now. So we got to, like I've said before, this is kind of doing the best we can with what we have. We used to say that about lag. Uh, you know, cancel turf wars till they fix lag. Well, <laughs> hello, lag's fixed, so hello, turf wars. <laughs> which was never a thing. They were never going to cancel it. But we can't keep saying it. Cancel this until you fix that. Cancel it until you fix that. We can't keep doing that. They're, they're going to run this event. Now, retrieving, I, I will point out, all right, how many dead bases could there possibly be in a, in a zone? I mean, it can't be more than a couple, right? One, two, three, I guess maybe would be really extreme. All right, and you, but uh, hang on, I love it. I Beglin says all it takes is one. Let me d- really, because really only one or two people could be hitting that base at a time. During the same amount of time, you could have four other ships hitting four other Rialtas. I mean, when you when you bottleneck it that way, I don't disagree that it's cheesing points. I really don't. I agree with you a thousand percent. But it can still be outmaneuvered. It can still be outperformed because only one or two people are going to get to hit that base every six seconds. If, if you're able to, to get simultaneous hits in there, Bubba Joe, then, yeah, let's say two people every six seconds. But there's still plenty of other scoring opportunities out there for you to go and outscore those individuals. Not only that, but if there was only one or if there was only two, there's probably a lot more other targets that you could participate with that you could engage with that will get you points maybe a little bit faster and again is it a is it a fallacy in this entire scheme it is but i don't think that it's insurmountable and and again i just kind of refer to making the best uh, of a situation with which we've got and and i think we do have our hands on 
one of the best renditions of Turf Wars that I've ever run, so I'm really hesitant on, you know, going back to November, for example. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to keep the momentum and trying to, to move forward into something good. And as far as people hitting bases, if they're active bases, well, hopefully your research is up to snuff. Maybe keep a ship in there because I'm here to tell you, if they hit your base and die, who gets the point? Right? If, if you're on and you're active and they hit your, your ship, uh, your station and die, who gets the point? You know, so I'm just saying. It's a possible thing. Even, even with the dead bases, the, uh, how many points are you getting if if all the ships are dead? Are you still getting points? Yeah, you're getting. Base? Yeah, you were getting a. For example, it was ha- you were getting the 150 in this last one. You were getting a kill point. So, <clears throat> I know, yeah, I know you guys say that that you couldn't compete, but I'm. I mean, again, I'm here to tell you, it's a limited commodity. You might have one, or you might have two of those bases that somebody can hump. You could try to run interference. You could try to run some realtors on them and try to run some interference, but you could also take four ships and go hunt other ships and still outscore them. It is a limited, even though it might be, you know, terrible points. All right. It's still limited and probably limited to lesser than the quantity of what you could score out there killing other ships. All right. Um, and no, I'm not trying to... I, I'm just telling you, I really... I loved the change. Even though the points were imbalanced. This is why I bring it up during the grading show. The points were imbalanced. All right? That's on me. You can blame me. And you can blame it on the art because they approved my changes. But why were the points imbalanced? Let's not miss the, the forest for the trees. Why were the points imbalanced? Because lag got fixed for the first time in two and a half years. That's a big one for me. For, if for no other reason, Territory Zone gets a pass for me on this one, Bubba Joe, because of that. And because of that wildly unexpected unknown, it was bound to happen that balance in PvP kills were, were going to be off kilter. Because nobody expected 100 battles in a TC when we're used to getting 10. So, that's my thing. Bubba Joe, what's on your list? We don't have a ton of time. What, what, what are a couple of big points for you this month? Um, well, so we talked about it a little bit on a previous show. But, um, but the feeling of the arc. The feeling of the, of the Lower Decks arc between the missions... Uh, they put the artwork on almost every event, right? That you know, we normally we get, you know, we'll have in the in the Ferengi event we have artwork that has a discovery on it. Or has, you know, it's like they put the lower decks artwork on a, every event. Uh, they took time to consider that the the missions were fantastic. I felt that the officers, you know, they looked good. The, their interactions for leveling up. I mean, all of that, the whole feeling felt great, and I think that's that can't be undersold. Like this. It felt to me, it felt like lower decks and was fantastic. So, um, I, I think that uh, that that feeling, you know, we can we we often talk about the feature and the rewards and the events, and there are definitely things to talk about there. And we don't ever get to talk about did it feel like the source material, and this felt like the source material more than any other event that we've ever or any other arc we've ever had. And I just you know. 
I was so impressed by how this one felt relative to the source material. So uh, that can't be undersold, in my opinion. No, it really can. And if we're trying to hammer out some points, because I know it's late, uh, and Stevens Aaron says we've got like 30 minutes left. So if we're trying to hammer out some points, you know, they captured the essence. I feel I feel pretty solid about sourcing this month. I know not everybody got Mariner, but I, I said this on a previous show. You look at the absence of a meta, all right, and how many epic shards players got. Whether you unlocked it or not, in a month where there were only leaderboards as, as far as a, a true unlock path, I still feel like if you go back prior to October of 21, I still feel like there were more shards, significantly more shards available here than what would have been in a traditional SLB model. I kind of halfway even wonder if there was, in a sense... A meta without a meta this month, Bubba. There were so many shards that were available through various events and tickets and and then, you know, the leaderboards. You know, the the SLBs being that there were three of them. Did anybody notice what they did in last place this time, which is different than they've ever done? What is typically the rewards in the last position of a recruiting solo leaderboard? Isn't it like three shards or something? I thought it was less than that. I thought it was usually like one or two. But there were five. Moreover, my bracket got 10 extra places. Normally, I think we either go to 20 or 25, but there were 30 in this one. You know? So I kind of I kind of feel like... <laughs> what's that? Sorry. Captain Caboose. Last place is usually your zero starts. That's a good point. Well, I meant like... <laughs> There's only 50 places. That is 51st correct. gets zero. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of correct right there. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I feel like uh, sourcing was, was good uh, overall. And again, in the absence of a meta, I still think players walked with far more shards than they would have in the past so i feel like that is good plus i do think that a lot of players actually got her unlocked so i, I feel like that's you know that's a super good thing bubba uh what's next on your list as we're just rattling uh, off here look that was a quick topic only like five that minutes was a quick me. topic dang uh you definitely uh only had the one word as opposed to the 10 on that one <laughs> uh so let's let's uh so there were some slip-ups this month in events Okay. And I think that that can't be that can't be undersold. I don't want to rehash them. Um, here's here's my sixty seconds. Right, I think that you know, and I don't know if anyone from Scopely is still listening or even cares what my opinion is. This is how a slip up should happen. Okay, let me let me just if if you know, if if Bubba Joe was in charge, this is how a slip up happens. Hey guys, so it turns out the uh, the Orion Syndicate broke into the Scopely vaults and put too much pear steel in Red Alarm. So <laughs> thank you know congratulations on getting some extra pear steel. It will be fixed the next time around it comes around. Please enjoy it. Also at this time the Ferengi hacked into your vaults on that ticketed <laughs> event. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna send out a compensation chest because obviously that was not the intent of that event. We're gonna fix it for you. And thank you very much for playing this game. That's how grown-up software companies deal with this. And but Scopely tries to hide behind, oh, we're trying to maintain this balance here. The steel that that was given out in the red alarm did not alter anyone. No one jumped 
from 46 to 50 because of it. No one jumped from 35 to 40 because of it. It was not that big a deal. I get they have their economy. I get they have their things. And, you know, you know, the response I say to that is, well, we can't just keep fixing our events when they're broken. Then stop making them broken. Heck, so, it didn't even get me a tear in this uh, heroic station event. <laughs> so so <laughs> my point is, is, is not no part of the art, Karkin. Technically, (laughs) my point is, is that when 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 they when they make a mistake, if it's in the favor of the players. Now, there was the one where it was trillions of tritanium. I understand needing to pull some claw some of that back. That's a that's a that is a game changing level of resources for that group of players. So I understand the need to try and claw some of that back. And I, I don't think they necessarily did it well. And I think there were some problems with, but, but, but for the extra steel that you got for red alarm didn't change anyone's world. And that just needs to be all right. Hey, the, whoever foobarred that type, you know, type that number incorrectly, you know what? We're going to make sure we check their work the second time. We're just going to let the players roll with this and and go with it. And hey, we did. We screwed up the ticketed event. Let's go fix it next time and let's make sure it deploys. I think that's the that's the thing I would love for Scopely to just say, hey, you know what? When we screw up, if it's in the player's favor and not completely game changing like forty two trillion steel or uh, par, uh, tritanium might be, then you let it go. You let it ride. And if it's against the players then you have to own up to it and say this is what we're going to go do that's not what they did it really really annoyed me on the day and then they didn't even fix the ticket event for the second run and that even annoyed me even more so i I just wish that they would they would handle these things differently and and you know put more emphasis on not letting them get through in the first place so that they don't have to issue these corrections but when they do mess up if they just faced up to the community and i honestly think if they did that it would take so much fuel out of the fire of the players that want to just light up torches and use pitchforks against Scopely. It would take so much fuel out of everyone's fires. Wow, they're being responsible. They're helping the players advance. That's that's the thing that, you know, you would turn, you know, these dumpster fires of, of panic and everything into something that turns into be a positive for the players. And it would help repair the community relationship with Scopely. So anyway... You can't forgive those types of mistakes. I felt the reaction was very bad. Uh, I'm not going to crucify the arc because of it, but you, you got to get control of this, right? And you got to figure out a better way to handle it when it happens. I, you know, listen, Bubba, you thought that I was going to, I was going to combat you on that. I'm really not. I, I think fundamentally a hundred percent of what you said is accurate. I don't know that a compensation was needed. I, I know I have said this. I don't know that a compensation was needed on that first ticketed event, okay? I, I really don't because, again, ticketed events are, are always optional. However, when you realize that there is a problem, then let's get it fixed. I was equally as annoyed as Bubba Joe when week two rolled out and that ticket was still borked, all right? Like, we had a whole week. And... And I was equally uh, annoyed by that. Um, that said, because it's an opt-in event and because it was uh, a, an event that, that you're not obligated to play and moreover, you have a choice to play for free. I mean, let me, let me ask you, if it was an event that 
was unexpected or not in the calendar or, or otherwise some kind of extra bonus event, even if it was small. This is one area where I feel players have become a little bit expectant or a little bit entitled is that the event rewards can be whatever they decide them to be. What your power is, is choosing whether or not to engage with it. I mean, you guys do it in a lot of other stuff. You choose whether to engage in Turf Wars. You choose whether to engage in a, in a solo leaderboard. You choose whether to engage in this grindy event. You choose whether or not to engage with this stupid-ass Parsteel event. All right? You can choose to do that stuff. All right? You deliver the message to Scopely when the rewards are acceptable versus when they're not. All right? That being said... There's an equal amount of responsibility, Bubba Joe, on if you're going to admit something is wrong, then be responsible enough to fix it. All right? I almost, listen, I disagree with what they did with this Station Parsteel event on Monday, but you know what? The communication was, this is what we intended, and it will stay. You know what? I respect them standing up for what they wanted, I will equally respect my ability to say, piss off to that event. You know, they have a choice. I've got a choice. All right. But if you're going to admit that it was a mistake, let's get it right. All right. Let's get it right. So, so, so next on my list, uh, and I I know we want to go fast. Next on my list is the Cerritos. And I, you can't talk about the Cerritos without the research, okay? Mm-hmm. You agree? Sure. Um, the Cerritos is a ship, right? It's just another ship. It has, spans G3, G4. Fine, it's a ship. I felt that it was far too expensive to upgrade as far as the paid costs, but that was the cost I opted to pay to be able to participate with it in the zones that I wanted to be able to participate in, whether that be deep in swarm space or deep in deep space. That was my choice. Okay, not everyone had to make that same choice as me. Um, but the ship is just a ship. The support mechanism it does, and the way that they made the efficiency of the cost going down and the timer going up as you level it up, um, the researches themselves. I'm happy with this. I, I'm, not, I'm not just it's okay. I'm genuinely happy with the way it is working right now. Um, I'm almost. I'm scared. I'm so happy because <laughs> I'm afraid that there's something that's not right and they're going to claw something back from me and I'm going to be really upset about it. So the effect of the Cerritos and the research that's there, um, I think is, is, is very, is, is useful. It has a purpose. You can, you can build it up slowly. There's a path. They announced that path. That was fantastic. Um, the, re- the refinery works just like, the discovery one it's actually a little bit better in my opinion being so, able to do the research or upgrade the research or start the research without the ship would have been nice to at least sure if people I, were buffing you i get potentially you. I, I totally get that i understand that desire uh i maybe that's something that can roll out as people are unlocking the ship free over the next month or so but um, but I get that. I totally hear that concern. And, you know, it's one of the things that we talked about earlier on that, you know, people, people felt like they couldn't participate in events cause they didn't, they didn't invest in getting the ship. And we kind of dismissed that there were only a couple of events where you really, really couldn't participate, but you are totally right. You aren't able to get to the research until you have the ship. 
um, because you can't get to the resource you need for the research. So I, I understand that complaint, but I think that's a fairly small hiccup in what is going to be a very positive impact on the game. And I'm going to take a slightly more unpopular position, which I don't feel like it's a hiccup. It was early progression for those who adopted and chose to pay in for their premium access. When you grind out the ship and you enter into that path, then you get to start down that road uh, just like somebody else would have gotten to start down that road ahead of time. And, and the biggest reason that I feel that way, it's not because I want to deprive people of capability, Karkin. There's one extra reason uh, why I feel that way, and it kind of does couple back to officer sourcing, Bubba Joe, is that this refinery is permanent, is long-term, and very, very real sourcing for these lower decks officers uh, that is not going to take 17 years to max these out. I mean, really truthfully, when you look at these three officers and you look at that refinery and what it's paying, it is... Uh, a very, very realistic and not even realistic. It's faster than any style of, of officer sourcing has ever been provided. This is way faster even than the discovery officers, Bubba Joe. So uh, I praise that refinery. And because of that refinery, Karkin, being that it's tied to the research, then I do feel, and I have always said this, I know I for some reason big country is in my ear right now just hollering at me, Bubba Joe. But I do still believe in a premium access period because if there's not, then what's the incentive to spend? You know? I mean, truthfully, Karkin, think about this. If you could have gotten, all the, if you could have gotten all the same research, really. No, I totally understand the premium access stuff, but over the last, like, three months, it's always been, for the free-to-play, it's been, you're not going to get to enjoy anything that's coming out now until later until all of the events are done about it until every so they're basically saying the game is only for the people that are paying the money the rest of you are just tagging along but there wasn't anything you could not do except for uh except for no you're just starting 20 feet you know 20 yards behind in a 100 yard dash you know okay i mean but you still get to play in the 100 yard dash you're still going to cross that finish line and and moreover the finish line is within Mom, sight i'm at the olympics <laughs> the finish line is within sight this time karkin we couldn't say that with the amalgam we still can't say that with you know well i guess you can with honor guard wharf but i mean it's 38 years i mean there's still a lot about this game that we cannot see the finish line this this is a real one all right and, and K21 says it comes down to being a Milestone 20 thing. I, I, I know that there are some ships that can do that. Uh, and I am going to maintain my position that not all ships every single time can do that because there is money that needs to be made. You guys do sometimes, I think, dismiss a little too easily the fact that it takes millions of dollars to run this game. They've got to make it back or, or the game isn't here. I understand premium access. And a lot of cases, I'm willing to pay it. So is Bubba Joe. So is IJ. All right? We're willing to pay that premium access for the benefits that we get, for the fast track that we get. And if you gave players the research, where's the actual benefit? 
because the research is the benefit. So if everybody could have that on day one for free, I mean, why buy the ship at all? You know, so I, I don't know... I don't know if I uh, if I fully uh, can walk down that path. All right. Um, that said, uh, that kind of incorporated one of my big high points, Bubba Joe, which was the Cerritos refinery and the officer sourcing in there, which is just bang up. All right. Uh, let's get ready to wrap up. Bubba Joe, do you have any last thing? Karkin, do you have uh, – I haven't come to you, and that's not been fair. Uh, you and Mark both. Uh, I'll give you – I'll tell you what. Bubba, we're going to be done unless you got something that's burning. Uh, nope, go ahead. All right. So, Mark and Karkin, I'm going to give you an opportunity to throw out one or two points very quickly before we take our final break. And immediately on the other side of the break, we issue our final grades. And I will give you a hint on the upcoming May arc. Karkin, you go first. Well, pretty much, uh, no, Bubba covered a lot of the negatives, like the messed up events. Um, I don't think anyone mentioned the key issue. Like you said, it might not have been a very big who hit many people, but it was still like another glitch in their system. Um, but I guess with the with the open brackets in the turf wars, the secondary PvP that was taken away, the leaderboard for the rest of the crew, I think would have been appreciated. Its loss was a negative for me. I, I felt I even like there was only the one event that ran through the turf war and then there were two more rescue the crews after that didn't have leaderboards so i was curious why they didn't run them being that there was no turf war during that one well and i i think i addressed this early on there there was the desire listen when you run turf wars that's just such intense intense pvp for 10 or 12 hours a day seven uh, six days out of the week it's so intense um and given the response that we've gotten even here tonight, Karkin, is it any wonder that they didn't want to make an entire 20-day arc all about PvP well, leaderboards? Well, that could have given someone another option. Like, instead of doing the turf war, and then that, if it could have almost separated the interest and allowed leaderboards to be accessed a little simpler if, if the interest had waned on certain aspects, either Certainly one way possible, or the other. Certainly possible, but, I, but I, totally, I totally understand why they didn't want to add two more PvP solo leaderboards. There was a lot of PvP present this month, and given the fact that a lot of people, uh, given the fact that a lot of people do have a distaste for that, then it's not surprising that they didn't want to, you know, make it even more so. DJ Gurr says, "Oh, <laughs> he says rescue the crew leaderboard's not about PvP; it's about cheesing with Leslie." I mean, m maybe for your bracket on your server, I am fortunate. I really, Karkin, we must be. I don't, don't see, see that. Much, yeah. We don't see that on our server. Uh, I don't know if it's that, you know, they would instantly be be killed. I don't know if it's, you know, that they would instantly be targeted or with their alliance targeted or if it's just overall a sentiment that most of our uh, admirals frown upon. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not a part of any any uh, agreement. I just, we don't see it, Karkin. We don't see the Leslie yeah, If I saw it, I'd be teleporting my leslie in to try and hit them before they did their little thing or whatever yeah we, we just in. yeah we don't we don't see it so that's it no. uh captain mark let me give you uh the final word before we take our last break well uh all right one of the things that i really liked it that it seemed to see was uh mariner shore is popping up almost everywhere mm -hmm. uh she was very accessible i got I was able to get all three officers this time around. Awesome. Um, which was, and, and actually one or two of them 
uh, were able to do that too. Uh, so that was a big help for me, uh, especially with such a new type of officer. Yeah, the abilities are new and they're tangible. I mean, they um, really they are. They're tangible. Yeah. And because I'm they're scared they're, where they can go with the lower deck stuff, whether they attach abilities to old officers or make completely new officers. Either way, it's gut wrenching. Like I got oh, oh <laughs> it can be. Scared. It could be scary, but I think that's part of the beauty of it. It's new and it's substantive, and it has virtually unlimited potential, depending on how they plan on on playing this out. So, you know, who knows? The game seems to have been written for the possibility of multiple underdeck officers. But will they literally actually be limited to the IP of lower decks? We don't know. All right, absolutely don't know. But it's it's good. So There's it plenty is. Plenty more it's, IPs available. It's, it's so interesting it's to think about. Well, there are more IPs to come. Through. But does it fit the narrative of a lower deck ability? You know, I mean, I could. It well, could. Plenty of old there officers they could reinvigorate just by attaching an underdeck ability to them. That's true. Well, there's there's plenty of characters in the in the series is, uh, that are not primary characters too that can be used as lower deck officers. Knock um, uh, was not a captain. He's not an officer. I mean, he, at least he didn't start off that way. Um, that's just one example. But I mean, there there are others. Uh, there was even TNG characters that were featured in the episode lower decks could be lower deck officers in this game. They're just not primary characters. That's true. Very true. It can happen. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break. It is quite late, and I'm pretty sure Stevens Aaron's going to tell me that we actually legitimately just ran out of time. So when we come back very quickly, Bubba Joe, we'll give our final grades. We'll give a hint. I'll probably just do a real quick random prize contest giveaway so that we can bolt on out of here. I was going to go on Twitch for a few minutes tonight just to get in another day. I don't know if I see that in my future tonight, Bubba Joe. It's, it's going to be. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. I don't, oh, you is can. Is it manage. already tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it's already tomorrow for me. It is. So, uh, yeah, probably day six is going to have to wait, I suppose, Bubba Joe. <laughs> day six is, is maybe may have to wait another day. All right, folks, uh, we are going to take a break. My name is Ultimate DJs. We'll be back in just a moment with your final grades and a hint. You've waited long enough. It's coming up right after this break. Hang on. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Strangler Jeans, guaranteed to be the absolute tightest jeans you've ever tried to wear. Introducing the Rolex Vice Presidential Model, the watch that lets you track the passage of time just like Kamala Harris. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. The Rolex Vice Presidential Model is so significant, we even made one for kids. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. The Rolex Vice Presidential Model, now selling across America and coming soon to the southern border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Introducing the all-new Netflix Anything You Want to Give Us plan. The deal that keeps subscriptions up and prices down. Yeah, I guess I'll send in uh, two bucks because I need money for trail mix, man. Our shareholders lost $40 billion in the past month. And sure, we know a lot of you are sharing passwords and, frankly, screwing us over. But the only color we see is green. So please, 
Send us whatever you can. Fine, I guess I'll raid the kitty. Calm down, Jackie O. You're such a diva. Making money off a streaming service is hard, especially when there's a bajillion of them out there. But the anything you want to give us plan will keep our ratings as high as our viewers. Ooh, a Pink Floyd documentary, man. Let's try and play it backwards. Welcome back into the show. A very late show here on your uh, hump day Wednesday, Bubba Joe. We're not typically on the air after midnight, okay? But No, no. no. I, I'm really disappointed. We forgot about this group when we were talking about the uh, powerful lady groups. You know, I know. This is, this is the original. As a matter of fact. Not the original because uh, it goes way, way back. But it, yeah, this it does indeed. This one. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll tell you, uh, when we were making our musical selections tonight, I did reach out. Uh, back to the developer chat who have been a great source of music for our last couple of shows shout out mr overlord this was his pick all right um there was one other one should i should i do it i probably should it's still too raw bubba joe the one that yeah, I, I, I too raw <laughs> too soon is it too soon listen folks there <laughs> i'm gonna choose to spare your feelings uh, and and <laughs> Wicked says do it. I think that you know what this might be funny. This might be funny. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh God, you guys are gonna get so pissed. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a, a song that was a request and dedication to the community with specific regard. To your Parsteel event. Um, <laughs> and I believe the quote was okay. something along the lines of I see what's this. happening, yeah. Tell the community face to face with greatness and it's strange. For the Parsteel event. Know how you feel. It's adorable. You're welcome. Well, it's nice to see that humans never change. <laughs> Open your eyes, let's begin. Yeah. Yes, it's really me. It's Maui. So in. funny. I know I've got this in a screenshot. Yusuke says the devs want to fight. Staring at a <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? For the Parsteel event. Tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. You're welcome. For all the Dylan guests. Just give us all the trillions of steel because you made us give up our tax. When the nights got cold, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, it, it, listen, you guys, if you <laughs> Johnny Five says, so they choose violence, do they? Uh, listen, <laughs> I share this with you only 
listen, Yusuke says, I'm laughing. I'm not happy, regardless of what my face says. Let me just tell you, Ravager, right? It's funny. I want you guys to know 100% they know, okay? This was just funny. I think it demonstrates a solid sense of humor and a little bit of self-deprecating humor, Bubba Joe. They know yep. that they dropped the ball on this. And, and when I was talking to him, he said, I asked him if he had a song that he wanted to play. He was like, yeah, tell the, play this one and tell the community this was in dedication to the, to the Parse Steel event. I told him I wasn't going to do it, but... I feel like we're all grown-ups enough to say, okay, listen, you might have really, really made me mad, but that's some funny-ish right there. Okay, like, that's that's yes. a little bit funny. Okay, good. That's a good joke. All right, it's funny. So, Scaly Max says, no, it's not. It, you know what? Have a sense of humor, my buddy. Have a sense of humor, man. Listen, it is what it is. It came out. They They said it is what it is. You don't have to do it. It's just, it's funny. At least they're trying to be a little bit cute about it. <laughs> I've got, but, I've got the actual it. screenshot. Hold on. Do, let, me, let me look at this real quick. I'm pretty sure that there's, there's private information in here, right? Oh, there's not. There's no name in this. All right, so you guys want to see the evidence? I'll show you the evidence. Let's see. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing in here. There's nothing private. Okay, so you guys know I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. I'm going to put it in the graphics room. You guys go to the graphics room. Go to the graphics room, and you'll get to see. Here's the evidence right here. And uh, and I, you know what? This might not be a good idea, actually. No, this is not a good idea. Okay, never mind. I can't. Do I don't this. want to do it. Because you know what? Somebody, somebody with a chip on their shoulder is going to take it out to like official Discord and be like, look what the devs said. They're mocking us. No, they weren't. This was a, this was a not, joke between yeah. friends. So, yeah, you know what? I, I changed my mind. I'm not going to put it out there. It was a joke between friends. I probably shouldn't even have told you about it, but I think it's funny, and I applaud his attempt at, at trying to inject a couple of giggles in an otherwise tense and it was way better than their april fool's joke (laughs) (laughs) very true would this have been more acceptable as an april fool's joke i don't know man i don't know blue says yes not if they were going to keep it in place it would have only been a good april fool's joke if all right like if the milestones were changed on day three but then somebody would have done it Somebody would have done it and then been mad because the milestones got lowered. You know, like no, th- there's the no win. It looked like it was going to be something, but it was really just like two buttons. Uh, and the points just were missed, yeah, not showing Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't and know that there's a like, good oh, way. I, I, don't I didn't know. need seven billion. I only needed whatever, you know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I don't know that there was a good a good outcome for April Fool's. All right, uh, listen, we got to knock this thing out. Bubba Joe, it's, it's time. We got to get this thing done. Captain Mark coming to you first. Lower Decks, April 2022. Please give us your final grade. And while he is doing so, while he is thinking about it, because he gets to go first, he's on the spot. Community, give us your final grades in the chat. Get your feedback heard now. Captain Mark, you go first. What do you got for us, buddy? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid B. Solid B. Okay. All right. Anything that that pulled you one way or another drastically? Um, I mean, the, the glitches are what really brought it down. But uh, other than that, I mean, 
This tour scene was good. Like I said, I was able to get all three officers this time around, which is a nice change. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to. I love lower decks. I think that bringing that part of Star Trek in here was a, a, a great move. Um, I know some people don't like the cartoon aspect of it, but it's not. I know I don't even see it as a cartoon. I see it as another part of Star Trek that's just animated. It's not much different than than the original animated series where they had the actors from the, the it was an extension of Star Trek. So any any Star Trek um, is good Star Trek for me. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Captain Mark. Bernard, uh, with his wonderful synopsis, as always, Bubba Joe, says, uh, listen, great, uh, good new features, lower decks abilities, great story. Events in general were varied and creative. It was not a boring arc and overall had generous rewards. A great funny story. Turf Wars improved. <laughs> Thank you, Bernard. Thank you, my man. Uh, daily web store reward. Oh, we didn't talk about that, Bubba Joe. The 15 free shards, the web store gift. Thank you, Bernard, for remembering that. The clear, transparent path to the Cerritos on day one. Uh, improved rewards in the battle pass. That's another one, Bubba Joe. God, we get so sidetracked. All right, that's right. Some of you guys noticed increased payouts in your uh, Battle Pass milestones, which hasn't happened since October of 20. That was the last time that it happened. So good on you for, uh, for catching that, Bernard. He says, less Parabellum and Jelly Brawl than in previous months was a little bit frustrating, and some of the technical problems with ticketed events <clears throat> and Latinum spend on the last lieutenant exam question. Uh, so a couple of technical issues there. Overall, though, Bubba Joe is given the grade of an A-. minus. Captain Padu uh, Caboose giving it a B. Kojil giving it a B. L.A. Ravager, A-, minus. Hugs and Cuddles with a B. Quasair giving it an A. General Kenobi giving it a B. Vega, an A minus. Livonia is giving it an A. Very nice, generous grades here, Bubba Joe. I'm pleased to see most people seemingly enjoying their Lower Decks experience. Hero giving it a B plus. Retro, a B minus. LA Ravager says best arc ever. T. Brem says not perfect, but has to be an A. I love it. Shiny giving it a B minus. Hal giving it a B. Nathan, A minus. Triblets giving it an A minus. Holodeck giving it a B minus. All right. Joker, though, Joker's got to be the voice of dissent. Giving it a D plus for boring story, worthless officers, and broken graphics. They made the storyline missions unplayable to the mid 20s. Nothing but battle pass to do for the month at my level. All right. That's a valid perspective from down there in the 20s. Joker, D plus for him. Stradalorian says, disagree. Good story. Interesting officers. Nice feature. Give it an A. Raj Al Ghul says, room for improvement, but definitely an A from me. Karkin, are you going to continue our good vibes out here? What is your final oh, grade? Oh, you better keep going. Down? I don't know. No. I, <laughs> I, the arc never, early on when the Ceratos came out and I knew I wasn't getting it, I, I graded it a solid D. And I didn't feel anything that brought it like there's a few things that brought it up i really enjoyed the storyline i don't know why anyone else is bringing that it was fun storyline was missions were great um but again like you said maybe in the lower 20s it was harder to get to play but anyway I, um the officers while you say the acquisition was easier 
It's the first time I never got my full out, so uh, didn't get Mariner. Came up pretty short. Um, trying to go do a few more things. Um, events were pretty blasé, being not, you know, too many ones that I had to choose that I didn't want to participate. Uh, the treasury with the whole key five months thing, it's almost disappointing to me rather than any kind of benefit. Uh, so yeah, pretty much maybe pushed it to a D plus. Somewhere between a D plus and a C minus. You know, I'm um, surprised at us, Bubba Joe, that we didn't talk about the lockbox fragments, but I, I just fail to understand how that's disappointing. I respect your opinion, Karkin. I just don't get it. I mean, you weren't going to get it anyway, right? At least now you can get it eventually. Are you going to get equal amount to someone who pays for it? Again, I come back to then why pay for it? <laughs> What's the motivation to pay for it if you're going to get the exact same handout for free? There's a discussion there, but I don't want to tie you up. <laughs> okay. We can, we can talk about it. And listen, we got five months to talk about it, don't we, Bubba Joe? <laughs> We got, yes, we do. We got five months to talk about it. Scarlet Hawk says, A, it was a fun arc. Small Timer says it was an A. We needed this lighthearted month. Uh, Everywhere It Matters says uh, lower decks abilities have great potential. The free-to-play path on the Cerritos is great. I'm giving it a solid A. Uh, Sitting Bull says I'm calling zero. Didn't buy the ship, so I had no arc. Oh, that... I shouldn't have read that comment. No offense, Bull. That, that's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's a ridiculous comment. You didn't have an arc because you didn't buy the ship? Okay. Okay. IJ says, I'm giving it an A for Turf Wars. Yeah, baby. Sheev's giving it a B plus. Um, let's see. Caution, giving it a B minus. Need to fix the TC systems, to be fair for everyone. Hashtag fix Abilac. Ooh, what's wrong with Abilac? Who knows what's wrong with Abilac? I didn't know there was anything wrong with the system. Yo, caution, PM me about that. I want to know what's going on with Abilac. Uh, let's see. Scalybank says, too many events tied to the Cerritos meant, uh, meant with borked ticketed events capped me at 70 Mariner shards. B minus. All right, I appreciate the grade. I think that's objective. Um, but without any kind of a meta scaly you you used to be the person that complained that you could never get epic officer shards because they were all slbs and you still got 70 so i mean just objective right perspective i i i need you guys to remember remember all right let's see what else do we got uh kakumbi says i give it an a minus good stuff all the way around um, let's see. Hero, given. Oh, I think I've read this one already. Uh, let's come to Steven Taren. Do you want to give a grade or are you underneath a tractor? <laughs> He's underneath a tractor. Uh, Gabe is day says a couple of broken events lowered this arc uh, from an A to a C plus. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Uh, Ken Shadow says I'm giving it an A minus. Overall engaging. And I like the new underdeck mechanic and where it can take us. Very good. I like it, and I like it a lot. Lord Dark Raven giving it a D minus, though not feeling as much love. Mr. Mott says A minus. Officer sourcing good. Love the lower deck abilities. And Horatio. You know what? Representation, Bubba Joe. 
representation. Horatio says, my overall grade for the first month of Lower Decks is an F because once again, it was aimed at Biggs. Ironic that it was called Lower Decks. I'd love some more explanation on that. I'm not sure how it was aimed at Biggs. But but I'd, I'd like more conversation on that. Bubba Joe, let's wrap this puppy up. What do you got for us, man? All right. So as I said before, I loved the feeling of the arc. And to me, I've talked in the past how identifying with the subject of, of whatever it is, whether it be the officers or the ship, identifying it is a, is a very visceral feeling as a player. And so I had trouble pulling that back to deal with the very there were very bad flaws in the way that either the live ops responded or the events not launching correctly and things like that so so i had to pull back a little bit but i am overwhelmed by how much i loved the feeling of this arc so i'm giving this arc a b plus holy which crap. is the highest grade i've given any arc in a while and it's almost completely because of how much I love the feeling of the arc. And there are flaws. I felt the Cerritos was far too expensive to upgrade to pay. But of course, that was a choice. You're going to be able to get the parts. Just it's going to take a lot, little bit longer. And and the, the, the snafus with the events. Like, we got to get this under control. Some quality controls that we've talked about. Arc and arc and arc. And it seems like it'll be getting worse as opposed to better. But because you nailed the feeling of the arc so perfectly it helps your grade immensely uh did you say a b or a b plus what was it a b, uh, b plus a b plus i mean arian we need th this is gonna have to be clipped this needs to go up onto the refrigerator with like a magnet okay like this gets on the scopely you've got some bubba joe art to put up on the on the refrigerator all right with your with your moana magnet yeah <laughs> you're welcome right yeah, very, very nice. All right, cool, Bubba Joe. I like that one. Uh, Ripper uh, has apparently channeled his grade through Arian tonight, who says he gives it a J. Um, sad that we don't actually have an explanation on that. Um, sadly, uh, Ripper obviously wouldn't be here. As a matter of fact, Ripper might be waking up soon. <laughs> we might be able to get his final grade uh, on tomorrow. Uh, listen, for me... I did have a good time with this arc. Um, I very thoroughly, I enjoyed events that you guys did not. So that was a bonus for me. My alliance placed very well in that event because of the work we put in. So we enjoyed that. Uh, my alliance learned a lot, Bubba Joe. We used that week and really, really learned. All right, my team is better because of the opposition we face. And I give my shout out to Fog and Farts and to IJ, all right? Because those guys pushed my team to be better. And I had the most fun this month during that six days. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, Bubba Joe, it was the best week I've had in this game in such a long, long time. The rest of the events were good. I did get a lot of rewards. Bubba Joe, I told you that I had been planning to make my push to 46. I fell oh so short. But I am literally two buildings away from being able to press Ops 46. Now, that's a huge thing for me. I feel like this month contributed to that. 
I loved the special ultra recruit pack this month. The officers were great. Um, while I hate the station parts deal event, which I guess isn't part of the arc, so I guess it can't count, but I do really love that officer bundle too. It's a lower decks bundle, Bubba. I feel like it has to count. All right. Uh, so the bundle itself is really, really good. The lockbox, the ceiling rod fragments, I think is one of the most generous things that Scopely has done in a very, very long time. And yes, it needs to be tempered. And yes, it needs to be uh, moderate for those who are not going to spend on that feature. But the fact that players can, in fact, drive themselves to 280 potential potential dollars worth of free value twice uh, in a year, I think is phenomenal. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Moreover, that was quick, reiterative feedback that we asked for less than a month ago and got this month. We asked for a free-to-play path. You got a free-to-play path. It's going to take around five or six months, and I believe that for anything in this game, a free-to-play path at around five or six months is highly acceptable. I love the 10-week the turnaround on the Cerritos free-to-play path. I love the Cerritos refinery. It's probably my favorite long-term piece of this arc, Bubba Joe, is that refinery for the officer sourcing. And, of course, I am over the moon about the mathematical possibilities of lower deck abilities. For that reason, there was not a whole lot I didn't like, folks. I am giving the arc the grade of an A. Not an A+, plus, Bubba Joe, because we still had a few things, and I felt like there's some things that should have been fixed. But, yes, this, uh, this arc gets an A, a solid A from me. Beat for the God says, who saw that coming? I don't know. I don't know who didn't see it coming, to be honest with you, Bubba Joe. I've been singing praises all month long. <laughs> right? I mean, who didn't see that coming? All right. Uh, Karthak said it could be close to an A minus. I don't know. Don't pick my grades. I picked it. <laughs> the grade's an A. All right. And uh, and really, the biggest marks that I take away from it are the some of the points that Bubba Joe made, which was in technical release and failure to respond. All right, that, that's covered really, all of my points in those areas for the negatives for that, for sure. Very <laughs> astutely. <laughs> Everything that I liked, Karkin hated. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> no, that's not true. There was a lot of things I did like. It's just nothing that brought it out of the the normal blah. Like, every event that was, it was just too normal. It was, without the Cerritos, the feature, there was nothing more to this arc than any other arc. So it was just not exciting. So I I get that and I hear you and you know what not everybody is uh, not everybody's with me. Whipmaster from Server Forty Seven says this arc was worse than the last one. Uh, no cartoons. Go make a different game for that demographic. You know the funny comment that I have to that Whipmaster, with all due respect, and I no problem listen, for cartoons. I I respect somebody's dislike for cartoons. I get that, but just for clarity's sake, the demographic of that show is the demographic for this game. And they're not okay. cartoons, they're animated stories. All right? <laughs> Very big difference. The the demographic is the demographic for this game. Okay, like, just straight up. It's not a kid's cartoon. It's adult humor. And the demographics match. Uh, Commander Cassie says, how is it that nobody mentioned the awesome avatars that were free to play? You know what? That's true. There were some great avatars this month. Bubba Joe's supporting the whale. I love gold. <laughs> Gold. 
Uh, I am currently. How do you know what I'm supporting? You showed me that you're sporting the whale, Lieutenant Matt. Okay. Yeah, with your number one frame. Dolphin. Yeah, it's, yes, it's with my number one frame. With the number one He's frame. Beluga whale. I am it's still sporting dolphin. Excretus. I liked Excretus of Borg. That one is uh, that one is mine. So, yeah, no, listen, I uh, I wished I could have gotten them all, but I'm very happy, crazy enough, with all of the cosmetics that I picked up this month, Bubba Joe. It's absolutely mind blowing. All right, Did ladies Ripper and gentlemen, somehow managed to get all six of them. I don't know. I don't think you could get all six. I think. No, you, that's what I mean. Did no, Ripper manage? No, Ripper, I don't think Ripper managed. Um, all right, folks, let's give you a hint for the upcoming arc, and then we're gonna get out of here. Lower decks is as much as a cartoon as uh, Rick and Morty is. Yeah, maybe. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, right. for kids. It is. It's Rick and Morty's not for kids. It's not for kids. Yeah. All right, Bubba Joe. I've got one hint for you tonight, and this one doesn't. Uh, I don't think points to any one thing in particular. As a matter of fact, I mean, it does, but it's not obvious. And I, I know. Listen, people. Even when Echo was talking about it earlier, they're like, you know, yeah, we don't like these super vague hints. We want, we want people to tell us what's coming. Uh, that's that's one thing that's probably not frequently going to happen on this show. So with that, I give you something to gnaw on until we meet again. Language is how we communicate. And time changes this, be it old or up to date. In this month comes an event or two where deciphering the language will hold the key for you. Oh, this one is probably one of the most cryptic I've ever done, Bubba Joe. Language is how we communicate, and time changes this, be it old or up to date. And this month comes an event or two where deciphering the language holds the key for you. Boom, boom, boom. All right, Bubba Joe, do you care to, to wager a, a, a theory before we get ready to bounce? Bubba fell asleep on the keyboard. No, no, I don't <laughs> care. Thinking really don't hard. Care to speculate. It's really, this is very cryptic. I did it on purpose. Shaka when the walls fell. Shaka when the walls fell. Maybe. All right. There you I, go. I think this actually, uh, here's my speculation. I think this hint means we're actually going to have to read event descriptions like we should be doing all the time anyway. Mm, we should be doing That's that what all the time. shock when the walls fell means, isn't it? It means I'm very sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this next month is going to have the, uh, the test you got in school that, uh, you know, you had to, so the first line of the test says, read through the entire test before you continue. Yeah. And the very last line of the test is, put your name here and turn in the test, and you see how many people actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody <laughs> will get it right. I'll give nobody it to you one it. more time. Language is how we communicate, and time changes this, be it old or up to date. And this month comes an event or two where deciphering the language holds the key for you. All right. There you go, folks. How cryptic. It's time to go, everybody. It is late. It's after 1 o'clock in the morning. <coughs> and I can't even speak. See, I'm choking myself up. My hint was so deliciously yummy. 
that I am uh, I am very, very happy with it. All right. There you go, everybody. But we won't know how yummy until later. You won't know how yummy until later on. All right. There you go. All right, folks. That's going to do it. Thank you guys so very much for being here. Visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com where you can go to find links to our YouTube and our Amazon support link and our Patreon program and our new Twitch channel, I think. Is Twitch even up there yet? I probably need to do that, Steven Derrick. Good God. Uh, let's get that fixed, all right? And I would love to uh, invite you to support our show however you feel appropriate. We are raising funds currently, Bubba Joe, to expand the technological capabilities of the Talking Trek Studios and uh, invite you to uh, to contribute however you might see fit. Also, uh, consider joining our patron program. I'd like to thank those players now. These guys contribute every single month to the continued ongoing financial success of this show, and I'd like to thank them now. Gregor, thank you. Chuck Sagrunt, Hank Ibeglin, Venkman, Scott, Steven Darren, Dark Lord, Fukum, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jay Burke, Cobra, DJ Girl, Red 2, and Honey Dunk. Hey, Jonathan Ingram, Tabby Moza, Regis, Lady Kess, JC Doom, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, Morpheus, Cam, Coulter, Z-Man, Jetski, Wingnut, CCXN, Fluffy Puma, Devil's Advocate, Gooby Names Rock, Raxnar, Striker, Jerry Ryan, Indy Dandy, Quackfu, King 101, Commander Taylor, Mastek, Blue Mandalorian, The Professor, Chronic Break, Spocky Avenger, Stony Dude, Fog and Farts, Bubba Joe, Crazy Bob, Rude Dude, Arian, Judge Grin, Splatsu, uh, Galen, Eden, Sentinel, Looter, Conair, Irish Jack, Vinius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, Subcommander, This Fella, Captain Jack, Dr. Link, Highway Empire, Velvet Thunder, Right Turn, Clyde, Your Mom, Royal Power, Scarlet Hawk, Young Decab, Lorenzo, Seven of Nine, Lube, Cha Cha Roar, A Fox, Bills Mafia, E Rock, Midhead, <clears throat> The Clueless One, Warren, Hugs and Cuddles, Gator, Shady Pines, Gopher, Counselor Q, Iron Chef, Yusuke, Nothing Better to Do, A, f- a Fistful of Jedi. Wow, I just stuttered. Q Tip, Handy, Louis P, Hopes, Hammerhead, Captain Oblivious, Auto Obsession, Baked Llama, G Force, Bayonetta, Razahound, uh, Garrick, JT10, Bamenkas, Cavacor, Baba, Incoat, Beaver Beaver, Harry Selson, Dragon, Ellie Ravager, Captain Andrew Stevens, Synchronicity, Barracuda, Prime, Sankoff, and Zuzu, Tosh, Stormbringer, Tagora, Liam, Ransusi, Master Blaster, Smoke Mohawk, Cruzito, NC, Super Jesse, Wolfhammer, Timster, Arias, Black Widow, Everywhere It Matters, Seven of Nine, Welch, uh, UPS Man and World of Kobayashi, Blue Plague, Quack Quack, Tucker, Next Level Think He Gave His Days, J4D, Snacker, IG83, Janel, Smitto, D Lyle, E Parta, General Chaos, uh, Sir Tail, Dial M for Monkey, Skippy, Archer, Captain Jack Morris, it's Hunter Darkside, Colgan, Zinfried, Game Junior, Scott, Tactical Cream, Trader, Rex, Loser, Kendall, Allen, and Peppies, and our Nitro Boosters and Honey Ben Chamon, Z Lyle, Steven Aaron, Captain Mark Dragon, Arian, Gooby Names Rock, Mad Dog, Wicked Witch, TJ, and Shady Pines. Thank you for supporting Talking Track at a level of $5 or more per month and uh, continuing your support monthly to Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your host, Ultimate DJs, your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now. Love you, man. Catch you on the next one. Meow. Good night, everybody. Thank you.